and it's live welcome back everyone to another gay live stream with straight people Almost. um i'm brentley dan and tonight we are going to be talking about the excesses of the lgbtqi plus k community i'm so tired of talking about this to be honest, well, I <laughs> I mean, be honest frankly every time we do it somebody hears it for the first time of course so of course. it's a good thing um i also had many people thanking me today on a thread that we're going to talk about on twitter uh, sort of like coming out of this, this straight father, father of two, married, was like, you know, tweeting about how it's, they're, they're doing all this stuff for, you know, gay pride to help the kiddies at his school where he teaches. And I was like, no, sir, you are not doing that. And I got a lot of straight people that were like, thank you for speaking out. So Honestly, I, I really do think a lot of them appreciate it more than the other gays who hate us because they're afraid to say this shit. Yeah, well, a lot of them are they're, to they're, say it. they're big old institutional cowards. They, they have to hide behind Dude, their little groups. Well, a lot of them have anyway, their jobs on the line. Can I finish my introduction? Well, I'm just saying, a lot of them have their jobs on the anyway, line. Anyway, um, don't forget to like, uh, push that little thumbs up. This is a Rumble exclusive, and we've been getting a lot of traction on Rumble. So thanks, Rumble, and thanks to everybody who's uh, been sharing the link. I've been seeing all those tweets and quote tweets out there. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate that. Um, don't forget to uh, like that, comment on the on the stream, put a little comment down in the box below. Um, I gotta pull up the chat so I have it here so I can see all you wonderful people chatting. Uh, I'll do that in a second. And uh, give us money, we're grifters. So there, uh, there isn't a link in the description right now, but at some point soon, there'll be a link in the description. Uh, you can give money via Ko-Fi, uh, Cash App, Venmo, Daniel's on Patreon. You can do all those wonderful Only fans. Not yet. I have a tip jar button on Twitter, so. You have a tip jar. Only cams. Someone else told me to make that. Only cams. Let me take this opportunity to enjoy and, and uh, enjoy. Introduce our panel of guests here. We have joining us to my this side. I'm not sure which side. Uh, I guess it'd be my right. I got Mr. Brian from Frenchport Conservative. Thank you, Brian, for coming again, being Good our red, heterosexual. This is your third live stream with us, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a, I got a message uh, this evening, and the token straight is back. So thank you for having me on the channel, gentlemen. Ryan says yes. We enjoyed speaking with you. So. And then down beneath, I got Twitter Mutual, Mr. Nick, Prince Saint. What's Nick. up? Thanks for joining us, Nick. Nick is a based homosexual from Kentucky. Nick's first live stream. With He's us. it's the first time on the stream. And then we've got Young Cameron somewhere down this way. Uh, there, here we go. I lost young? count. I lost count. Of how you are young, sir. That's my adjective. Young Cameron, yes, because you're in college. Yes, gentlemen. So we have to be careful for our language, lest we corrupt his ears. Faggot, faggot, faggot. Yes. <laughs> and this is a Rumble exclusive, so we will get extra spicy uh, as needed by the conversation. There may be some more mystery guests showing up late. Mystery. He's the he's the one guest. He's the one guest who announced revealed himself. that, he's and he's late. The show and he's late. <laughs> Anyway, um, so thank you, gentlemen, for taking time and coming and hanging out. We appreciate you. No Hello. problem. We got this bitch. What me? Yeah, you. She's she's always here though. <laughs> it's part of the, part of the shtick. Um, so welcome, happy Pride, everyone. Happy June. It's our first stream in the month. <laughs> or or, or as, a, as a mutual friend of ours, Mike Harlow refers to it, the holy month of obligation. The holy month of obligation. Happy yeah. shame yeah. month. Happy shame month. There we go. 
Get back in the closet, you dirty bigots. I saw a, um, a video at a uh, Hollywood or a Los Angeles area pride celebration that was like some dude in the back of a truck like tied up yeah. on a cross getting yeah. like whipped and yeah. paddled and choked and I'm just like oh, I saw the very same thing I'm sitting here going what the hell is this and apparently it wasn't even that big of a deal it was just like fodder for uh you know conservatives to get angry oh look there she is Hey, Queen. Oh, I was Hello. Just sorry, I'm late. I made it eventually. Sorry. Oh my God, I'm blushing. It's Basil. Yes. She had this is a good crowd. This is a good crowd. This is a good crowd. I like this. <laughs> Basil, let me just say, you lost weight. It? Yeah, he's in his weight. I can. I, I'm noticing it. You it's look in, great, man. I've been, I've been watching your gym videos too. I love it. We're. I love that we're like neck and neck with the same weight. I love it. I love it. I love it. No, we're ready. We're ready to hit the gym, me and you. We're going like, to be working in together. Yes, yeah, so I am. It's happening. Mm -hmm. I am 40 pounds down since January. Congratulations. Thank you. Awesome. More importantly, we're fucking putting up numbers on that fucking bar. Let's fucking go. <laughs> That's a thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're going to look like Hassan Parker in no time. <laughs> oh. Don't say that. Well, do they? They always say like guys always end up like in relationship with people who look like them. And honestly, he's my most problematic one. <laughs> oh, get that big body oh, yeah. on that small head and tell me about how sex work is work and health care for all. Tell me all about it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't follow Basil, everyone, you should, totally should. Um, the other thing you guys can do in your little like nameplates, you can put your little Twitter ads. I'll add it in the description eventually. Um, I always it just takes me a while to get the description right because. Also, speaking on um, um improved appearances, if I'll tell you so myself, Brentley's haircut. I'm loving the short haircut. He's looking very military now. Very military. Went, very oh, fast. Oh, oh, very. It's kind of got that whole Keanu Reeves from Speed look going. <laughs> <laughs> that's wow, that's what you that that unlocked something in my head. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Well, basically, you have to keep in mind, I got a lot of crap rolling around up in my skull. So, I mean, you never quite know what's going to fall out. That's why we invite you on. <laughs> that movie had a oh, I thought it was just I accepted the invitation. It's that and the hats and your oh. southern voice. We love it. Oh, I love a southern draw. I, I hope I sound like you when I grow older. It's not like you like. No, it really is. It's giving. It's giving. It's giving. No, I mean, Keanu. seriously, look at the, look at that haircut. Take a side by side in your head yeah. of Brentley yeah, yeah. and and Keanu Reeves in this movie. I see it. I see it. I see it. There you go. Hey, listen. I'll take that over. You know what I always get? You always get, especially from old heads. They always get. Have you ever? Has anyone ever told you you look like Jerry Garcia? I'm like, bitch, literally everybody their fucking brother these days. Everybody. You look like a really hot Danny DeVito. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Spicy. My heart. Oh my god. I'm into it. You're into it. But yeah, no. Wait a minute. No, no, no. I, I, no. The actor from Mrs. Doubtfire and Independence Day, but particularly Mrs. Doubtfire, he was one of the makeup artists who turned Robin Williams into Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. Oh, salt salt and pepper guy. beard. Yes. Kinda... I forget his fucking name. He played the, he played his brother. There yeah. 
Um, that, yes. That's that's the visual I'm getting. You gave kind of Jerry Garcia. It's the glasses though too. Garcia. It's I'm old. I'm I'm. If you made old Jerry Garcia look younger, like if you put him through a young filter, I don't look like young Jerry yes. Garcia. I look like yes. old Jerry Garcia yes. made young. All that. Wow. One hundred percent. All that. So happy if anyone's pie. into Jerry Garcia in the chat, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that reminds me? Let me pull up the chat. Yeah, look. So I have it pulled up. No one's in there. No one loves us. No, what? Just give it time. I'm just girl. kidding. It's I'm been just... like eight minutes. <laughs> okay. Side question: Did you guys make anything off of your? Um, it's what you used to have for your profile picture. What are they called? They're like the photos. NFTs. And NFTs. did you guys make any money off those NFTs? We did make some money. Yeah. Yeah. Prime yeah. made some good flips. Also, just like appreciation. Uh, depends on no. Depends. Well, so not not all of them so most of them are garbage but i had a couple winners so nice. that's sort of like overall balanced out in the positive what, um, what was, so, so in the balance sheet for all your losers you had enough winners to like oh yeah oh, nice. that's good I've, I've sold stuff and cashed out too a bit um wow well, it was necessary, girl. She's broke. Um, but also, I got I had this one NFT that was uh, like a, a, a rare. So, like you know, you, you you get a random pull basically, and sometimes you get really lucky and get like something random and good. And I got something random and good, and it ended up generating more NFTs that I then I could sell those off. So I was like, this is great. <laughs> so it's like when you so this is like a pack of weird... Pokemon cards and get six of them and hope that yes. one of them was like a really good yeah. one. It's this just... is like a more expensive cookie clicker. Like, yeah. it's... <laughs> so they have, the, they have different traits that get generated and some of those traits are rarer than others, basically. Oh, but, so this um, is like Pokemon. This is like literally Pokemon. They're basically <laughs> like, they are like digital trading cards in many ways, but they can act um, in very, like, on the blockchain with the code that's attached to it, it can become like, say, say the brand builds up into something bigger, they hold events. It's a trading card, yes, but it's also a universal ticket. It's also a digital sort of ID. Um, it's you a don't have to sell me. A, I'm not telling you, I'm just saying yeah. this is what it is. It's a character whose IP that you then own, that you can use for whatever, comics, Dang. movies. So my friend Ramon, he has this company called okay. Myth Division. That's working. And he started off in comics and he's kind of incorporating comics into NFTs and the NFT characters he's using as characters in the comics. If say your NFT that you own is featured in one of the comics, you get royalties and that sort of thing. So it's kind of like the hold on trademark kind of. So say Marvel started oh right God, now. Not get into general. What NFT. we're doing. Say Marvel started right now and as an NFT brand, um, and like you owned Captain America and like Cam owned Spider Man and Brian owned Batman. Like you would actually own the IP rights to the character that's part of the larger brand. And every time that character is featured in a piece of content, you you would get money from it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. You know, all I heard was the economy is fake and bit gay. Secure yeah. your bag any way that you can get it. Sell your <laughs> NFTs, sell your whatever. Yes. Like, it's all, I love it. Get your bag, get your bag. Get a bag, the bag. Everything's fake. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> um, so I wanted to primarily use the stream as an opportunity to hate on straight people who are hijacking our culture and driving it into schools. Brian's children. here, Brent. Come on, be a little more sensitive. 
Oh, I will also defend straight people. Don't get me wrong. Don't, it's, yeah, no, I will also be like, the, leave the straights alone. Leave the straights alone. No, I mean... For, for, for what are we poor straights being blamed or claimed for this time? This is all heterosexual. Everything. Doing this. It's women. It's women. Heterosexual women. Yeah, exactly. No, it's not even the heterosexual. It's women. It's what that's the more important part because the straight men. Notice, don't care about notice how she's touching everyone. Well, huh. Oh my god. Can we not? Can we just not? Oh my oh, god. god. Dude, that guy's so gay. <laughs> Stop. I hate this. Stop this is crazy. That guy looks like this he belongs in a gay luau. Like extra, this, no, this is too much. This is too much. Gay too far. Wait, did they still have to go to class? Why? Or like a celebration? I mean, oh my what God. the fuck? Why? <laughs> this, is, this, is, I mean, this is my question. Okay, look. Do we want everyone in the world to get along with each other? Okay, I absolutely understand and agree with that concept. Okay. However... Why is this being, well, I know why, I've got a bad feeling I know why, but why is this being pushed down on kids in elementary school, for God's sake? Why can we just not have this discussion either when they're older in their teenage years or, hell, I've got an even better idea. Why not just outside of the schools in the privacy of people's homes where a parent or parents can have this discussion with their kids? This is indoctrination. This is this has nothing to do with with anything else other than that. I'm sorry. So there's my first hot take for the night. Actually, I would add, stop saying sorry. <laughs> don't even say sorry. Seriously, yeah. don't say sorry. I know Basil would agree with this here. Stop apologizing. Like, we need to stop apologizing and be, all be willing to kind of just point out. Like, Get aggressive. Well, well, the thing is, the the sorry. real hot take that's uncomfortable for, I guess, homosexual, not say, for in homosexuals in general, is that um, this is like literally a necessary condition of the whole gay rights movement. Why is this necessary? Because the Civil Rights Act incorporated sexual, like, uh, what's it called? Um, sexual yeah. orientation, sexual orientation. So it's like, that's literally why, because the premise is, oh, well, this is a completely legitimate alternative way of being actually protected in law. So why wouldn't you teach the kids about all of this? It's like, yeah, because the sexual identity is fake and gay is predicated solely on like butt fucking. But fucking is what they're going to teach the kids about that legally protected category. <laughs> That's a great explanation. I, th I think I have a different outlook on this. I feel like, you know, these kids, they, they walk into school, there's something fun and exciting. And then uh, there's two ways this could go, right? Either you get the day off and it's gay day and you grow up, end up loving gay people, or you don't get the get day off, which I, th I think they didn't. You have to still go to class, but everything's gay. And then you're going to grow up hating gay people. So, I mean, I, I don't really know, like, I'd love to run a psychology experiment where you have one class where it's like, we have pride, but you still have to go to class, and then and then another one where it's like, you know. Well, I always, but Cam's right, Cam's right, because, like, I always say, like, whenever you see, like, those, oh, these kids protested by skipping school for climate change, I'm like, uh, they're 16, 14, 15, 16 years old. You could tell me any reason and you say, oh, you get to skip school today. If you're protesting. Exactly. I'm skipping school, the fuck? I don't, I'm like, it's like, that is so meaningless. I'm like, I don't care about the opinions of children, period. If you cannot vote, I don't care about your opinion. That's how, why, like, so it's like, for me, I'm like, I don't care why they're protesting or if they like it or if they don't. My whole thing is schools are like, like you said, it's an indoctrination. But, like, that's a value-neutral thing. I want to be indoctrinating the kids of what I think are pro-social things. Like, 
get married and blah, 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 you know? Well, but here's my question. I mean, you know, and Cam kind of alluded to this, so I'll just bounce off of it. Why don't we just teach people to love each other? The hell with whether they're gay. The hell with whether Wait, they're straight. Wait, did I say that? Just a minute ago. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, you can teach them to like, and they'll like. There are some people, people. We, we are allowed to hate. Um, like teach them to hate each other. <laughs> I don't know. Learn to deal no, with but, hate. But, but, but what I'm saying hate. is, you know, you know, if this is being done, you know, I mean, if this is being done or claimed to be done in the name of, well, we've got to teach kids how to love gay people. Why don't we just teach kids to love people? To hell, to hell with what they are, to hell the color of their skin, to hell with everything else. Why don't we just teach people to love people? If people just happen to be different in one form or another. Because of the Civil Rights Act. Literally because of the Civil Rights Act. We kind of got there in the 90s, though, and then things just, just kept getting worse, pushing it more and more and more. And now we got shit like this. And I do agree with Basil. There's a, a legislative reason for that. That's not being addressed. And it is uh, unpopular to mm. address it at all, to even bring up the fact that maybe just maybe, you know, sexual orientation should not have been something that's like, or, or we could take it further. And I know Basil takes it this far. Like, Womanhood. To, to get rid of the Civil Rights Act entirely and talk about a controversial position to take right now in America. No, but that's not really controversial. I mean, it you really shouldn't be. It's a piece it of legislation. Be. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. And culture says it all the time. And culture takes a slightly less extreme position than I do. She said, well, I, I don't know how she feels about repealing the whole thing, but she's like, the Civil Rights Act was passed for a specific thing, which was to address the legacy of slavery in the United States. It mm -hmm. was never meant to be about women, sodomites. Mm -hmm the yeah. Chinese, trannies, and you know, it's like, Correct. but all those things got tacked onto it. So I know for a fact, she's at least for repealing everything that hasn't, doesn't have to do with uh, African American discrimination against black Americans. But yeah. like, I think the legacy, the legacy of slavery was over a hundred years ago. We've had over 50 years of this reverse racism, like uh, r racialized re regime. I don't think that if you got rid of all the discrimination laws in 2023 in places like New York or California or wherever, where the majority of people live, that you would start having racial segregation in public accommodation. And even if you did, I don't care. It's not, it's not, it's like, it's a boogeyman. Like, oh my God. It's like, no, I really don't care what people do with their businesses. If you don't like it, don't shop there. There are plenty of like, Amazon's never going to discriminate against you. Amazon will have the civil rights act as part of their legal, as part of their mm -hmm. business model. They okay? make money. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you, you can make you can make a real good argument that that anytime you codify something into the law, odds are you've probably set yourself up for a situation where you're going to make the very thing you're legislating about worse than if you had never passed a law at all. You know, I mean, go back in history. I mean, hist a lot of economic historians will argue that slavery as an institution in the United States would have died out on its own in the early 1800s had it not been for the invention of the cotton gin, which made it economically viable for the South to keep raising cotton. Hence, they had to have a large population of workforce to do it. Hence, slavery stayed on. Now, that's an example. Well, that's the, thing. the law always comes after those kind of changes in the economy, whatever it is. And yeah, it's like, or, or, so economy, or society. Exactly. exactly. That's, which is how it should be. Which is, But in the case of like the Civil Rights Act and other similar stuff, it's like, that's actually social engineering. And it's like when you're like legislating something that as 
they even admit it themselves when they use their own language implicit biases how are you going to how are you going to legislate around implicit biases like i people have a natural bias towards you know themselves whatever against otherness so it's like these types of it's like it's it's such a feat of social engineering that it's like it's meant to fail on it so whereas like if you talk about like oh the 13th amendment post the civil war it's like Okay, well, yeah, that is just reflecting the already changed circumstances in the society, in the culture, in the economy. Whereas, like, the Civil Rights Act was, like, a very much a, here's a literal gun to your head, all those famous pictures of integrating the South, where it's like, yeah, no, we have the fucking National Guard pointing a fucking beret, a, a gun at your daughter to integrate her into the school. It's like, that's, people don't like to think of that as fascism, uh -huh. but that's uh -huh. not fashionable to say. Ooh, spicy. I literally yeah, haven't I even finished my drink yet. Can, can, can Basil just talk for me this whole time? I, I don't know. You have my well, I agree. Just, I also think Twink should not be should not be heard from. Twink should be yeah. seen, not you heard. No lights. <laughs> no I'm here for my pretty face. I understand. Exactly. That. Twink oh, should shit, be seen man. and not heard. Cam, take off your shirt. We have to get to sixty-nine minutes. Taking off your shirt. Here comes Antarian. <laughs> Hi, Matt. Hey, Matt. Show off, right, Matt? Hello. 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 How are you? We were just, I came in on a good. Uh, I came in on a, a, a an, an interesting part of the show. I didn't see what happened before, so just it's all new to me. Yes, we're talking about the positive benefits of fascism and how you know, wood chippers can be used for for improving society. And twinks taking off their shirts and not speaking. <laughs> full of anti-twink fascism. Anti-twink fascism. Um, cool. I have caught up. We, we also pulled up a little video of um, this viral video from a Canadian school. I'll pull it up again so you can get on the same page. Um, I said this would make me want to stay in the closet. And it's basically just like, happy pride, everyone. Like, over-the-top ridiculousness. Clearly being, like, led by the, the female faction of teachers here. But there's definitely dudes doing it, too. I did want to like talk about like the immense narcissism of this sexual orientation that they're just like kind of like pushing instead of actually building a type of personality around yourself. It's just like this this is just so narcissistic and it's kind of like disgusting in a way. It's just like the only thing to be proud of is like who you sleep with. Like that's not it's a prepackaged identity. It's like, oh, you think guys are hot? Here, now you could know exactly what songs to listen to, where to go, who your friend should be, what you should think, what you should do. And it's like, I, I assume it wasn't an option for me when I was like 10, 11, 12, but I assume if you are 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, that's kind of appealing, you know, where it's like, oh, I get to be on the good, I'm a good guy on the right side of history and I'm amazing and fashion and kakakiki cow. And it's like, enough. <laughs> I, I I get that, but like when like I was younger, I guess I was like more of a, a Lady Gaga gay until I like had to fall out of that, and I was just like, you know, like I don't I don't really like this anymore. It's like I've kind of grown up to a certain point. I wonder if they're just gonna go through the same metamorphosis that we all did, and it's inevitable, mm -hmm. like to where they kind of like separate themselves from the crowd, and they they're just like I don't I don't know if I want this. Because, like, it's just been shoved in my face the entire time when I've been growing up. And, like, I've never had that. I, I was Sometimes literally. Huh? What if they make gay kids straight by trying to make them gay? 
That's that's what I'm one can about. only hope. One can only <laughs> but to but to your point, I think that's true because I think as like it's a kind of arrested development to kind of be like a, a yes queen stand got you know, stand Twitter, yes queen gay into your late twenties and early thirties. That's a form of arrested development. And that's like my whole thesis about you know sodomy as general is like that to be a passive sodomite and to be like i have a sexual identity into adulthood is a form of i call myself arrest like developmentally arrested in my passive sodomite stage but it's like it is that same type of thing where it's like culturally like oh i am lady gaga or beyonce or me i was Nicki minaj but you get older and you realize like oh th this is literally for 14, 15, 16, 17 year olds, and then the men who will stay that age for the rest of their lives. You know, some people turn 15 and stay 15 for 30 years. Mm -hmm. So it, I think that's kind of the same type of thing where it's like, you, know what, you should progress out of that and be like, oh, right, the fact that I want to I sleep with men or don't sleep, we you know I'm attracted to men, isn't my whole personhood. It is actually like the least important aspect of my personhood. Uh, but I had external forces, like my mother and my father, like, uh, who kind of, like, forced me out of that, uh, yes, queen, like, slave, whatever. Um, but I'm wondering if it has to do with, like, external forces kind of, like, taking you and distracting you fr from that culture. I'm wondering if that plays a part in it or not. Well, I guess that would depend on your family slash community situation and how closely you're connected with them. Because if you have a really tight family and really good friends, um, you're sort of already protected from this sort of like identity Marxism and a gay rapper. Yeah. Um, because you don't, you won't feel a need to be drawn to this sort of like thing because you'll have something. This stuff will like sap up kids who have abusive families, who have absentee parents. Um, yeah, they want to belong. They want to feel cared about and seen. And, yeah, they're basically just trying to like the weird kids, the ones with autism, all that shit. They're, they're the ones who are getting. Caught up. This stuff yeah, the stuff. cool kids yeah. don't touch this shit with a 10 cool foot kids stick. Don't <laughs> the thing is, be cool. Don't be a faggot loser and fall into this faggot loser shit. Like, be cool. <laughs> go join a sport. Go join an activity. Go find friends. Learn yeah. how to talk to people. Stop. Go. Yeah. Stop Lady Gaga, faggot. Like, yeah, get off Tumblr. Get off Twitter. Yeah, get off Tumblr. Get, you know, that's what it is. Like, get off. Yikes. Yeah, I maintain any any child under the age of 16 with access to a smartphone or unrestricted access to the internet, that's not, it's not good. It's the, your parents need to not let you have that because that, that insulates you from a lot of the crazy. And it's just not something somebody under the age of 16 needs anyway. Like, why does it, somebody under the age of 16 need unrestricted access to the internet or access to like apps like Instagram and TikTok? Like these things are like, like hardcore drugs. Like mm -hmm. it's okay to experiment mm -hmm. with drugs when you get into your elder teens and your early twenties, but you don't want to go and give the eight year old some fucking crack, right? Like we can all understand that that's wrong. That's not a good idea. Like when you're giving them like access to TikTok, when you're giving them a video game, kind of what you're doing, giving 
fucking of digital crack. It's literally it's like it hits the brain in the same fucking way. It messes with the dopamine, the serotonin receptors, which is why all these billionaires know they don't let their fucking kids have unrestricted access to the internet or smartphones. Basil's dying to jump in. I can see. Oh, well, no, because I was going to say, I don't, I'm over 30, so I don't have TikTok, but I have Instagram. So I like scroll through the reels, like obviously, like everyone does. And, but like to your point is because I'm, you know, because. Um, I'm me. They're all like just like fucking people. It's like go to my OnlyFans. Go to my OnlyFans. Like oh my god, every single one is a funnel to OnlyFans, and it's like oh yeah, no children should not be on this. I'm like I'm sure it's because of what I'm liking and sharing, obviously. Obviously, but exactly. But I'm like kids. Like it's the same thing. Like you know, it's like. Well, anybody can take advantage of that algorithm and target to a particular demographic mm-hmm. and slot right in. And that's what people do. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And it's definitely not for kids. We have a serious problem across the board with just understanding that children are children, that they deserve special protections and considerations from the adults in society to protect them because they are the future people. Like, so, and by protecting children, we're kind of protecting and improving the future. Like, this is like a deep sort of like basic, like ancient wisdom that we all sort of like know, but like, we just pretend that it's like, like, like people forget. And it's like, all of a sudden we are treating children like full blown adults with full blown adult responsibilities and full blown adult capability. No, like it's ridiculous and it needs to stop. Well, that's what I was going to say about that video is like, how old are those kids? Like, not old enough to know they look who like they want. Elementary, elementary school. Elementary school. Yeah, elementary yeah they're, school. they're in elementary school. So what the hell are they doing waving a pride flag being like, oh, I'm an LGBTQ. You have no idea if you're it's that it's being, or it's not. It's being forced in their hand. <laughs> it's being right. The adults are saying yeah, it's possible. Yeah, also, right. I, I mean, like, like the, the, kid so, the kid thing is so self-evident. Like, it's obvious. Like, everything you say is obviously true. It's like, I just never take it because, like, one, I don't have kids and I'm a sodomite. Like, it's like, but I'm also the position that's like, I don't know, maybe it's like another one of those Afghan things where it's like, I'm very concerned with the children in my life. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, my niece, my nephew, you cool. will not, you will not, you will not, it's, you stay, you What's up? You know. No, say say it in an Arab accent, please. You would stay away from them. Or I will protect. Okay. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like I don't care about other people's kids. I don't care about other people. Period. I don't care about people who are not in my immediate life. My friends. My you know. It's like that is like. So it's like I just don't take it from that type of. I, it's a completely legitimate point, and it's like it's just um. It's more altruistic i feel like the, the type of vibe that i ever give. But to say I wholeheartedly co-sign. But that that being said. In elementary school, I knew my fourth grade teacher was hot, but I didn't need fucking rainbow flags everywhere and fucking disgusting non-binary women and like the local faggot teacher to be like, yes, you're amazing. It's like, no, I figured it out like everyone else does. Like you don't need it. It's, it's so unnecessary. Yeah, I don't think I don't think any of us I don't think any of us had like rainbow flags and pride parties in school. And like I, I had elementary school, maybe Cam. <laughs> um, but, uh, maybe cam yeah. but like I'll, I'll say that like uh we actually probably have more of a ben- or advantage to that because like we didn't have all this stuff growing up in the 90s like i wasn't t- i didn't have a rainbow flag like really like no one introduced me i was i was in the backwoods you know like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm not seeing a rainbow flag out in the backwoods or i'm not seeing all this tolerance and everything and it's just like 
I, I grew up just fine. Like, I know how to, like, talk to my community and my church and, like, my pastor, even though I was out. Like, no one really, no one had to show I mean, me acceptance. I was I was 13 years old when I when I first told somebody I was gay and like I never had a rainbow flag like I knew I knew it was up I knew it was going on nobody had to nobody had to shove it down my face or anything like that you know what I mean like I I th that was not like I came out very early statistically in terms yeah. of like when people 13 is, 13 is, I'm, I'm so curious now it's like how old were you when you first told someone that you were gay 19. Me? Well, Matt, you just said 13. Right, yeah, okay. He's asking everyone else except Brian. That's straight 16. Like outlier. 16? Kara. Your you're, mic's muted, yeah, bitch. Yeah, you're not. We, don't hear, <laughs> we haven't been able to hear you. I love it. Twigs should not be seen. Should be seen and not heard. Twigs should be seen and not heard. Keep it muted, actually. You get your wish, Basil. No. I think um, his mic is just fucked up. You might have to drop and then rejoin. Yeah, perhaps. you might have to like redo it. But, yeah. Oh my god, it's like the okay. Ariel, uh, like the Little Baseball. Mermaid remake. Literally, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Ursula saw his voice. My magic, I am working with magic. I said it, man. I said it, and it was so. You all saw it. You yeah. all saw it. <laughs> so, <laughs> about the Little Mermaid, though. It's yes, Ariel Silver's voice. Ursula. They're 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 gonna be lucky if they break even on what they spent. So they spent two hundred and fifty million to make it, and then another like hundred and forty billion to market it. Yeah, so they, they ain't gonna make that. The Little Mermaid was not the one to do. The Little Mermaid was, for regardless of the fact that they black, they made her black. Like that's not even obviously we all we know how I feel. But it's like the point of the matter is like you don't do the Little Mermaid like that because the Little Mermaid is like, you know, the flounder is so colorful and big. Sebastian is so like bright red. It's, it's like these cartoon. are cartoons. These are cartoons. It's a cartoon. The Beauty and the Beast, like yeah, you could do Aladdin. Yeah, you could do, but you can't do the Little Mermaid. That's so fantastical. It's like you were. So Stupid for even trying. And then second yeah. of all, to use this fucking Chloe girl who's a Beyonce reject twice, it's like, oof, bitch, just like, hang it up. Hang it up. You're done, though. You're done. Get your sister. Hopefully your sister can feed your family, because it ain't gonna be you, girl. <laughs> oh, man. No, I've seen clips from it. Uh, like, still not hearing you, Cam. No, we can't hear you, Cam. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Take your shirt off, Cameron. It's okay. Don't no, not yet. About it. Too early for that. <laughs> the sea witch hath stolen her voice. Look at that. Ursula. Uh, the only oh. the only person that's doing that should do an Ursula impression is a drag queen in a performance for adults. Well, wasn't Ursula based on Divine? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes. but like a, a drag but queen. But Divine performed for her. adults only yeah well, I'm, I'm aware of that. i'm just, I'm well, just i really also hate it. all these fucking drag queen now who are you gonna fucking get fucking one of the ones that's been on drag race god damn it you they know? didn't even get a queen they got like that that fat yeah melissa queen. mccarthy yeah. <laughs> <sighs> no but like yeah didn't they get mad about the fact that like a gay artist like didn't actually do her makeup or They're something like girl like she didn't snatch her brows right i was like bitch i want to throw you from the roof no. <laughs> 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 they didn't get her eyebrows right it's like, are you crazy man i don't know <laughs> oh my god throw <laughs> you from the roof good lord i love it i love it so so i i want to show you guys a little bit more uh what i'll call unbridled faggotry um, this this also comes from Canada, so we're, we're having a, a twofer here on criticizing our 
our neighbors oh, from the north. Barona, me. I can't man. do this one. No. Oh no, it's, it's it's intense. Here, it's like three minutes. Cam said his computer died. Tell him to join with his phone. Uh, yeah, I guess. I'm, or you just plug his fucking computer in. Oh, wait, he didn't plug it in? All the good artists died of AIDS and they left us these people. <laughs> it's the truth. What am I watching? Not, they didn't even leave us these people. These are the so people who were degraded is... from them. This was a performance at a museum. It's like the Quebec something museum. Where like, guess, it's about tribalism and like classism and like some other bullshitism. Yeah, basically. It's like mm -hmm. this white this white queen of French descent feels like she needs to um, you know, prostrate. I, her. I wish she would get I wish he would get lost. <laughs> so he's in this like box and like wrapped in like saran wrap which not is not tight amazing. enough <laughs> and they're like cutting it off him and then he's gonna be naked and there's like kids in the audience it's weird yeah perfect yeah, wonderful God. they need now, to know granted, all about like this. it was like they were warned in advance you know like this and the people the parents obviously brought their stupid children there well, the Canadians, I'm sorry to say it, the Canadians are beyond hope. Yeah, um, I, that's kind of how it feels. Yeah. There's a handful of good ones that we will endeavor to make like diplomatic overtures to get the refugees out. But for the most part, it's gone. It's not worth saving except for getting like their oil or whatever. Like, like yeah, I saw yesterday, they had a vigil. They had a vigil for the Tiananmen Square massacre. Like, oh, for freedom, for freedom, for freedom. I'm like, bitch, where, where were you during the truckers thing? Like, you, it, the height, the height of it was. It literally was insane of me to see because I'm like, you're here talking about China. What about Ottawa? You know, it's like Ottawa's right there, bitch. It's like, oh, and here she goes. Oh God! Hear me what now. child is getting anything from this? Like they're just gonna look at this and be like, "There's a guy in a box." It's the That's mothers. Cool. It's the mothers who have Munchausen's by proxy. I'm like, but I'm, no, I think you just hit on it. it's the mothers. I don't understand what right. the point of it is. I wanted to comment on that because as as the story, are we gonna see it or is it is it censored? Are we gonna see? Oh it? no, I don't want to see it. I, I don't want to see it. It's censored. As oh. disturbing though as it is, you know, him showing his junk to kids and all that stuff. I just want to comment on just the bad art of this. Like, yeah, it's, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. it's not even good. There's nothing entertaining about it. I don't understand what. It's not new. It's not original. It's not fresh. It's not There's thought provoking. Nothing it's nothing. It. It's garbage. It's absolute it's, garbage. Literally, it's Trash. like you're showing your dick to a bunch of kids. Like that's your shit. Like it's supposed <laughs> to be liberating, Brent. Is he, is he like? I remember like when Alexander with these two fat, ugly women hold, propping him. It's so disgusting. It's, 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 it's offensive. It's offensive aesthetically, not even politically or yeah. morally or whatever. It's like offensive to look. It's like what is this garbage? It, but like, there's no color to it either. There's no like, like there's like maybe lighting. Ooh, but like, I remember when I saw Alexander McQueen like dress like get painted in like green and black. Like, there's nothing. There's no art to it. There's no color to it. There's no point. It's just like I am me. 
look at a thing. Yeah, it's Ooh. narcissism, like you said earlier. Yeah, I was just yeah. gonna say that. It's, it's it's absolute narcissism. It's like, look at me, look at me, I'm so important. But what, meanwhile, whatever he was saying about my white skin and trans privilege. Like you're and, French, you know, you're not even white. All those buzzwords. <laughs> um, French Canadian. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, that. but that's what it is. It's like, it's a way, because he's like, I don't know, It's he was talking about my white skin, whatever, so yeah. like, obviously he's he's like low on the he's low on the totem pole right because he's white but now he's going to make himself important by being like oh trans women of color now watch me get naked right like yeah, exactly. you can focus on me because i said trans women of color so it's fine you can look at me because i'm saying uh, the right word right? i always say the godhead of the liberal religion is the disabled trans bussy seller in a wig the black disabled <laughs> trans bussy seller in a wig um, the closer that you approximate that image of like, think like a, a small disabled black tranny in a wheelchair, the closer you up with blue hair, purple hair, the closer you approximate that image in the liberal's mind, the more deference they give you. See, I just right. remember being a, I just remember being a shoe on a shoe on the head fan. And she like kind of mentioned the same thing, kind of like, like the overall, like person at the top would be a disabled, like, uh, black trans woman who like had, had like descent of like some type of like it was weird but like i see where you're getting with that so um she has me she's had me blocked for two years so it's not i i will say i never i did not take steal that take from her uh, no 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 you're good i couldn't care less I an idea is an idea you know it's I'm just not, it's a true it's the thing her. is it's true millions of people can will notice that because it's a true fact it's that they just they worship the disabled black tranny in a wheelchair you know it's like whatever that is well that's yeah. where we got all our rights from like duh disabled exactly. black trans and, people and it's the complete if you melted the civil rights act down and boiled it down to one category that's who that is it's someone who's like i i pull from the civil rights act from every column because i'm a woman tranny black disabled blah, blah, blah. and that's why i always say like people always like try to combat um trannyism by saying like oh gender dysphoria is a mental illness blah 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 blah, blah. i'd be like it's different from what all these cross-dressers are doing and i always say as long as we live in a country where the Americans with Disabilities Act exists and the Civil Rights Act exists, I don't grant you that it's a mental illness. Yes, obviously these people are fucking whacked in the head, but by saying it's a mental illness, you say, okay, fine, you don't get into women's spaces and you don't get all this bullshit through the Civil Rights Act, you get it all through the Americans with Disability Act because you mm -hmm. have a disability with a doctor. I'm like, no, 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 a doctor's note does not make you anything other than a man. A doctor's yeah. note does not make you anything other. So like, that's one little thing that I'm, I'm so glad that we got on this one. Like, get that recorded, boom. <laughs> Got to clip it. Clip it. Basil takes. Yeah, it's uh forty-one forty. <laughs> yeah. Also, doctors forget about the trans thing. Doctors will write you a note for anything. Like it's such bull. Yeah. Like the medical, the medical industry is just so. I mean, that's another topic. But the, the the medical industry is just so like. Oh yeah, no. Oh, is that how you feel? Yeah, I'll write you a note. They'll write you a note for fucking anything because they make money while while they're seeing you. So mm -hmm. like you you know you're the customer. So that's you tell so them funny. What Matt, today, literally today, I went under sedation because I had like some, I had some work done. I had a nip and a sock, no, okay. But I had to go under sedation. And okay. um, I had to, because I had to pay out of pocket for it because my insurance wouldn't cover it. So they were like, oh, did you, and I had to get this clearance for it to get like written off before I could go. So they were hounding me for days while I was on vacation too. And they're like, did you get the clearance? Did you get the clearance? Did you get the clearance? I'm like, listen, 
I have my doctor's appointment the day I get back from Florida. I'm going to get it, the clearance, whatever, whatever, whatever. She's like, okay. I was like, trust me. I'm handing this man $3,000 cold, hard cash. He will find a way to knock me out. I don't care if he has to get a mallet out. He will put me under. I promise you. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, medicine. Ah, uh, medicine. It costs that much just to anesthetize you like that? Like, yeah, I was under for like four hours, so it cost me like $4,000. What? I was going to say, that's Yikes. Good lord. Holy lord. But I got a full <laughs> deep cleaning in one day. Ooh. <laughs> Fabulous. So it was funny because this guy that uh, shared these videos, like obviously just sort of like thought it was going to be like a really cutesy thing to put on the internet and like, you know, his like, what, 500 followers would see it and it'd be adorable, but it super blew up. <laughs> and I like, love when they're not oblivious. He tagged like <laughs> school and like all these other people who are involved and all this shit. Um, Wait, guys, guys, he has 130,000 views and 86 likes. Ooh. That's, that's painful. Post a selfie of mine? <laughs> I think that's called nuclear ratioing. Ratioing. Yeah, good Lord. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, Hi, gay so man here. <laughs> How many? Yeah, I got, like, I got him with my snarky take before he locked it. I Definitely always say good. like I always I'm always gonna be like oh well I'm not gay you know I just I'm a, yes I'm a Muslim but we don't really have such a conception I'm attracted to men blah, blah, blah. but it's like the second I'm in an argument with a liberal I'll be like as a gay man da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> really really quick did you see what Cam tweeted he tweeted uh, Basil really said twinks shall not speak and my mic on my computer broke I think uh, I think he did give give up he said he was probably gonna just go to the gym I think he gave up on wow it. his computer broke Good, twinks, Basil are you a witch are you a witch no I am not a witch whoever says this is a liar <laughs> I just get what I pray for okay I get what I pray for I do too but damn that was Allah fast on his side Allah is on his side when damn. God before you who can be against you <laughs> But I will oh, say, gosh. like, the the amount of, like, straight people that are trying to enter the LGBT community has, like, me beyond perturbed and them speaking up. Uh, and I had to experience this with, like, one of my siblings. Uh, very LGBTQIA ally-ish. And uh, I told him, like, hey, bro, you can't speak up for me, like, in a space where, like, I need to stand up for myself and my personal beliefs. And I think they're taking this duty a little too far, like when it comes to it. And it, it's happening in my own family. And I'm just like, oh God, like this is not, this is not love what it. I want at all. Everyone loves well, to be a hero. You're, you're, well, you're only important anymore if you're, if you're in the alphabet community or you're alphabet adjacent. Like, th that's the only way you're important anymore. Yeah. So, like, so you know, I mean, that's why, that's why non-binary was invented, because that's, you know, it's like, oh, well, I'm a straight white person, so I have no social status. So, like, okay, I'll, I'm a non-binary, so now I'm, now I'm appropriating the T in the you know in the in the alphabet i mean it's all you're not if you're straight and white you're not important so of course of course you're gonna try and be like oh lgb something i'll find a letter in there somewhere that's me oh hey asexual maybe that's it's me how they signal so it's how they signal important. allegiance 
if you're yeah, black or gay or vi like visibly black, visibly gay, whatever, your your pledge of allegiance is like on your skin. People know it. But if you don't automatically come off as like a huge flaming faggot or a black woman or whatever, you have to be like, oh, well, well, I'm non-binary. I'm also in the fold. And it's like that way you could verbally put yourself in the fold. But like, what's gonna happen to them if they don't fall into the fold? Like, I like, I guess I like, I've never experienced that. But like, if they don't fall into the fold or don't fall into the thinking, like, what's gonna happen to them if they're just like, nope, I'm straight, like, goodbye. Like, um, well, depending on where they, you live, don't have protection anymore. Die. You don't have protection anymore. So um, it's like, yeah, you could say it in that moment, say, yeah, I'm straight, goodbye. But the second you say anything like not even anything is nearly as great egregious as i don't think anything i say is egregious but anything egregious as i say you can't even approximate it because you're already on the outs so you could be like oh we're calling your boss you're calling your thing blah, 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 blah. everything can be attributed to your bigotry whatever whatever you know it's like so it does have it has real benefits to being like hi i'm actually a non-binary to some people um, question. Yeah, like, imagine you're, like, a straight person, and you... Sorry, go ahead, front porch. Excuse me. Um, question. For the ignorant straight guy over here who doesn't quite have a good handle on the dictionary yet, please someone define non-binary for me. <laughs> How I mean, much time do you have? And, 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 and I'm not, try <laughs> not trying to be insulting in it. I mean, seriously. Here, I think I've mentioned this to Dan and Brantley before. It amazes me how all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here come all these terms of which I'm sitting, guys like me are sitting here going, uh, y'all want to explain this? Because you guys are working from the assumption, either A, I understand this, or B, I agree with your definition. So right. for the sake of discussions. Rhetorically, I always take the same position as you. Rhetorically, okay. whenever I'm dealing yeah. with one of them, I always take the exact same I say, pretend I'm from someone from 1999. I don't know what you mean by gender identity. I don't know what you mean by transgender. Oh, I know trannies. Yeah, like, you know, the one that was on TV. Haha, -ha, so funny. The guy who... Pretend I'm from 1999. I'm not from the fucking civil, you know, back in the day. I'm from 1999. I'm a normal person. Use those terms. And anytime you use a term that I'm not familiar with as a person from 1999, I'm going to ask you to define it. What is a trans woman? Oh, so how is that different from just a man pretending to be a woman? Oh, how, a gender identity? How is that different from a personality? I know plenty of feminine men. I know plenty of masculine women. It doesn't make them anything, blah, 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 the whole script that we obviously, you know. I was going to just answer simply and say, Brian, even we don't know what the fuck that means because it doesn't really mean <laughs> it has, doesn't have a meaning. It's a it's weapon a made term. up. It's nonsense to them. What they would say is it means they are neither a man or a woman, or sometimes they feel like a man and sometimes they feel like a woman. I would just say they're kooky. Yeah, or the it's people who don't want to do the whole medicalization of being a trans person no, because they're no, not they, they're not they don't actually have gender dysphoria. That's not that is not true. That's not totally accurate, Matt. Like we had a guest on Camille um Kefel. Kefel? Kefel? Kefel. Kefel. And she she was non-binary and she got non-binary top surgery. And that's when they remove the breasts, but they don't keep the nipples. They make you into this sort of amorphous non that's a thing so some some of these non-binary people they want to go out of their way to look as non-masculine non-feminine as in between as possible and okay i stand correctly that was, oh that was the direction word. she was she was pushed in when really she had all these issues she had trauma she had a, a terrible diet and a lot of the stuff that she fixed about herself mentally not just she tried all forms of therapy but also changed her diet diet was key in her case diet was key in her case she has the same thing with me like i can't yeah. have gluten or dairy and yeah. also also important transition 
in her 20s. And this is the thing where, you know, we always like, yes, we can start by drawing a line with minors. I understand why we might need to do that legislatively, but what needs to change is the affirm approach. It's this entire approach that you just, well, I guess you do have this gender identity and this is what you got to do to feel better about yourself and blah, 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 because a lot of the people getting pulled into this are over the age of 18. What if we just so, need to end the practice? That's entirely. another question as well across the board and also i'm on board with like ending cosmetic surgery across mm -hmm. the board that's not medically necessary or corrective like that would uh that would at least be consistent you're in you're in, yeah you're entitled to that that's totally consistent um but you could do it without you did, one doesn't don't uh, it's a trapped it's um a trap used by the other side to say that those things are necessary conditions where it's like no you could very easily draw a legalistic and philosophical line between the two sure totally but yeah, no you're more entitled listen I would love it. Let these hoes sweat. But <laughs> I also, I like uh, the reason I'll take the contrarian position on this because, like, I just like to see pretty things. I think the world should be filled with more beauty, should be filled with more. And uh, yes, everyone's beautiful the way they are, da 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 da. But some people look better <laughs> when they go through, gets a little nip and a tuck. And um, no, I, there's definitely, but like, I don't think, I try not to. Because you know what it is? A lot of people also brought in the tranny um, kind of pushback to include circum male circumcision, right? And I understand. Obviously, I understand the like the the argument that you're making. I, however, the same reason I don't get into debates with trannies about trannydom because it's their religion, I'm not going to convince you. You're not going to convince me as a Muslim that it is morally wrong for me to for a Muslim to circumcise their son. It's just a matter of religious faith and doctrine and principle. It's like dogmatic. You can't argue with that with me. Right. But my point is when you conflate the two things, out tranny genital, tranny, trans, uh, tranny child genital mutilation versus calling circumcision child genital mutilation, what you do is you like, um, you like lessen the stakes. It's like no one's going to get fired from their job for saying, oh, I don't think we should circumcise kids. No one's gonna get fired from their job for saying, "Oh, I like I prefer the way a circumcised penis looks." But you will get fired from your job by saying, "I don't think we should do surgeries on minors," or "I don't think trans women are women," or blah blah blah. blah. So that's why I'm always like, "Yeah, the plastic surgery thing totally looks like whatever. The circumcision thing completely, like, but the tranny thing is always front and center." Well, when it comes like when it comes to kind of like this discussion, I had a friend who recently like hasn't like really dealt with a lot of trauma. And she kept telling me that like she felt non-binary, and I was just like, "What do you mean by that? You've had a child. You've had like, like you live as a woman. Like you're a waitress. Like what's going on?" And she was like saying that she feels sexually objectified by her breast and like by her butt, and like she just didn't like that how men looked at her like that. And I was just like, "I don't, I don't understand." Wait, so wear a burqa. Yeah, that's like that's. But like, <laughs> I'm not even joking. You I know you're not joking, and that's why I think it's so funny. Because it makes sense. It's like why do we why do we look at these people so backwards? Like, well, yeah, no, it's it must suck as a woman, but like also like that was that's what like the most womanly thing you could. I, I as a man will never be objectified for my bulging pecs and my big fat dumpy. Like a woman naturally will. So it's like, how does that make you feel non-binary? That would should make uh, you feel any more like a woman. At the gym, I objectify men often. So. Oh my god! Bag it. Bag it. They wear these stringer shirts with, like, what you're wearing, Dan, with like the fucking with their pink nips out, and I'm like, this is a fucking, this is public. 
This is public. You want, I'm sir, trying, this trying to work out. Wendy's. Sir, this I'm is trying to work out over here. Yeah, I, I agree with with Basil's point about like if you don't want to be sexually objectified, don't wear clothes that sexually objectify you. Wear a burka. Like, you know, you know what no, I mean. Wait, like, girl, the, you know what the Zoomers called? They called a subway shirt. I'm like, listen, the Zoomers, the women, they're crying out for Sharia. They want it so badly. They wear a subway shirt. I'm like, baby, I'll, I, uh, I wish I had it at the ready. I have my burka. I have a burka, not my burka. I bought a burka while I was in Afghanistan. But like the my world. main question was like, why did she feel like sexually objectified like this when she actually like puts trauma. on the clothes and like does trauma. all that? And like, she... yeah. So as men, we often forget that women are the victim of physical and sexual violence at much higher rates than we are. It's a lot easier for them to get. I'm. I'm not gonna. I was, I was gonna be like, I was gonna make a joke. Be like, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be misogynistic here. Where can I be, please? One in three <sighs> girls and one in five guys, generally speaking, is the 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 general number. It's going to vary depending on you know culture, background. Well, I think that, whether or not there are parents in the picture. That number go, applies to children, actually, from what I recall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, one in five girl, or one in three girls, one in five boys, and I'm pretty sure it was an American yeah, context. You have to too. be specific with that statistic, though. It's one in five boys and one in three girls will have inappropriate sexual contact with an adult. That's a different. Uh, oh, that's different. Yeah. Than talking about adult women who are getting attacked. Right, right. Because you remember when that girl was walking out NYU with her uh, with her mattress. It's like they were talking about like, oh, one in three women will be sexually assaulted on campus. It's like, whoa, 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 sexual assault. It's wrong numbers. We, what do we mean by these words? What do we mean by these things? Like a lot of wow. this stuff is like. That's what leftists do, right? They appropriate yeah. and they distort and they hijack, which is why it drives me nuts when I see these straight people celebrating like pride with a bunch of children at, at school i'm like that's not yours like you have no right to do that like how first of all like what percentage of y'all are actually gay because i'm betting it's really fucking low yeah. and number two like why do you think that that's appropriate for children because it's just not i think only the one guy teacher they showed waving the flag dancing around was probably the only gay one there the yeah, rest it's were all white suburban straight moms i'm telling you it's, it's mm -hmm. listen. It's women and the sodomites. It's, I'm telling you, these the the, the ancients have <laughs> never, uh, this ancient wisdom is wisdom for a reason. It's true for a reason. I always say like you'll believe in people will always believe in something. People will always have a religion. I'm gonna stick to the one that got us here, the one who's like stewarded us for thousands of years, my ancestors. Blah, blah, blah. It's like yes, women and sodomites need to be have strict controls on them because otherwise they will team up and destroy your society. <laughs> oh Oh, and people, and and people like say that, the Christians though. are bad. <laughs> when you put the real like Christians that, agree with me. The real Christians agree with me. It's the truth. <laughs> okay, Basil, there's, there's a take Basil I wasn't takes. expecting. <laughs> I'm telling you, you listen to a conservative Christian, like a, a Christian, give me like a good old Eastern Orthodox, or, you know, give me a, give me one of the... Not, uh, not okay, say, we're talking Eastern Orthodox. Okay, well, that's not a whole even, not even, You know, the Mennonites agree with me. You know, good old tradcasts agree with me. Uh, <laughs> oh, give me an Orthodox Jew and give me a Muslim, and we will we agree on 9.9 .9 out of 10 things, where it's like, oh my God, yes, the Sodomites, what are you talking about? These people are crazy, you know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, funny, we never, the, the only, like, point one is like, yeah, what's that? I or was it Ishmael? Literally, 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 was it Sarah? Was was Hagar a concubine or a wife? And we're like, a wife. 
Watch your mouth. <laughs> we noticed when we were down outside of the, at the Drag Queen Story Hour protest uh, at, at the LGBT Center when they were having their big, like, little to-do with the local and the, the state politicians, um, the, there were some Orthodox Jews uh, on the anti-side, and we interviewed them and had a conversation with them, and they were generally, like, against, like, the gay and but they, they like did not like treat us like we kind of like made it obvious we were gay um but like they they didn't treat us you know like we were less than they uh, were totally willing because to have they didn't I see had, you fucking you're fucking because you're not right. gay you know yeah, you're right. not you that is your sin that i don't know about you don't know like when you don't know about that orthodox jewish guy is what he gets up to at night but it's like oh because you are not in a leather bound whatever in front of me fucking somebody i'm gonna treat you with mutual dignity and respect because you're not gay you're just a yeah. guy here well i had a whole conversation with the older rabbi and told him you know, nice. that i was a homo and all that and, <laughs> that yeah, and i mean we had an interesting discussion he was like yeah you know i think you're you're sinning and all this and that and um he said oh we even have programs where we help people like you and this, and this and that and i'm like yeah that's interesting honestly i've tried every single thing and absolutely nothing has changed me so gave him my views he gave me mine and then by by the by the end of the conversation after we shared our views with each other he said he liked me as a person like so it's and i'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and be like all right well you think i'm going to hell and i'm an evil piece of shit it's like no well you're you think my actions are evil you don't think i'm evil right and even if you think i'm going to hell for my actions it doesn't mean that i you're like well, i'm probable first of all i don't know i'm not sure about the whole hell thing because i don't know what the whole thing is i, I i'm not a theologian no, right right but i was like well if you're going to hell i'm going to i'll see you there for a different reason you know it's like we're all sinners like you know it's like that's the whole point this can be I've, yeah i've noticed that i've noticed that with uh with religious people like like you know the the non-despotic religious people who will be like you know even if they were even if they'll tell me like oh i think you know your your homosexuality is sinful but then they'll say but listen like i do this i do that i do this like you know only god's gonna judge at the end and i'm like i can have a totally reasonable conversation with that person right like i have no like you know and and i think also basil like you said like you know of course you know, I, I have not, they're not orthodox in the traditional sense, but I have a lot of religious people in my family. And um, new, new conservatives, you know, I love, those I, are my favorite. Yeah, no, they, they, but like, the thing is, is like, I, like, I, I get that. Like, I understand, I understand what that, like, if you, like you, what you were saying, Basil, about like, if you're not like, you know, doing this like, on a pride float like you know whipping someone in leather in front of children like more likely than not they're probably gonna just be like yeah whatever like may, may, i don't agree with how you live your life and and and, and like for somebody like me I'm like that. Like that's fine. I don't care. Like I don't need you to agree with how I live my life. I don't need. I don't need that from you. You know what I mean? Because like, and you America. can go think whatever you want. You can pray for me. You can do whatever you know. You think you need to do to like help me be saved. Uh, I, I don't care. Do that. Fine. Like, and I'm gonna live how I'm gonna live, and only God's gonna judge me at the end of at, at the end of everything. So that's you know, and I, I don't, I don't have a problem. In America, that's how come when I talk about like, yeah, no, well, I'll get into like, I'll defend obviously the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan all day on the internet, but it's like I will talk, I will justify their like their jurisprudence and be like. We don't live like that here. We live in America. That's how when I say, yeah, it's sinful, it's this, it's that, it doesn't matter. It has no political weight behind it. But that's why I also say, like, 
I had one um, Afghan guy DM me who I'm mutuals with. He's like, we're here in Afghanistan and our friend is saying that you're gay. I was like, oh, I'm not gay. I like, I, you know, I'm, you know, it's like this, the whole spiel, but it's like, cause in that context, it has actual weight. It has, so it's like, no, I'm not gay. I'm not, I'm celibate. I'm, what are you talking about? I'm not 24 hours, this person, you know, I'm not, it's not who I am. But he's like, don't worry. You're not going to get thrown off a building. <laughs> I'm not gay like right now. I'm not gay right now. Right. Like, exactly. like my dick is not in someone's ass at the moment. See, like, like that's kind of that's how I grew up in Kentucky. Everyone was kind of like a Southern Baptist where I was. And like, as long as you weren't being lewd, as long as you weren't being crude and talking about your sex life every five seconds, they would listen to you. Now, I learned how to debate certain topics and points because I listened to them. And I would actually be like, you know what? I don't know the answer to that. Let me like double check. And I would have to research and look and everything like that. But you have to like listen to these people, no matter like, even if you think they're going to tell you to go to hell or whatever, you have to understand where they're coming from to understand a holistic view of where they are and everything like that. And I grew up like that. Like, I, I'm surprised that a lot of people didn't. But then again, I guess it's like a Southern Baptist thing. But I learned to, like, I was forged with fire, you know, because they challenged me. And I actually was grateful for that. And those people well, are the people majority are of Americans. That's the majority of America. Yeah. And the thing is, us people who are all anti-left, right, necessarily have to make common cause with social conservatives. So when you're on the timeline and you see someone say gay marriage isn't real, for you to have a knee-jerk reaction and be like, oh my God, I have to defend it. It's like, no, you have no enemies to your right. To everyone to your right is your ally against the left. I don't care if there's they say they're right when they say I'm going to hell for for sodomy. But if even if I disagreed with them, I have to be in common cause with them. Oh, they're disgusted by gay people, actually. Oh, even great, they're on my side. I know that I don't have to worry about them defaulting to the left whenever I'd like, you know, that's why I always say, like, I hate base blacks and trannies and gays who are like, I'm the based one, I'm the cool one, I'm the, you know, whatever. I'm the conservative, whatever, because they will always use that same identity point. Whenever that one is threatened, they'll be like, whoa, 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 you're being racist or misogynistic or uh, whatever. Homophobic. Like, whatever. Homophobic, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I think um, I had a thought, but it, it's actually escaped me. So never mind someone else's thought. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, and, and Dan and Brantley and I have talked about this in different places. And, you know, Basil, this is the first time you and I have met, which, by the way, I think you're one hell of a cool dude. Um, you know, we're going to disagree over the whole Hagar and Sarah thing, but that's all right. We'll, we'll argue that. <laughs> but no, I mean, and I think you bring up a very interesting point is that I think different people, different walks of life, there is so much crazy slash stupid going on right now in the country that people are sort of coming to this common area and they're looking around going, I never expected to see you here, but we agree on enough that, okay, forget the barbarians at the gate. The barbarians are past the gate. They're running amok in the city. Let's get together and fight this thing, you know, as as best we know how. And, you know, whatever else may be there, whatever disagreements may be, we'll, fi we'll figure that out later, you know. Well, to follow up with that, the one thing I will say, which is an, like a little bit of an addendum to that, is like, 
there's crazy and there's crazy, right? There's crazy to my left, which wants to say like, kill Whitey and land back and blah, 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 blah. That kind of crazy is actually very dangerous because not only are they directly connected financially and politically to the powers that be that could pull the levers of power, they are just expressing the, the next rhetorical step in the exact same like official narrative, right? Whereas people to my right who are crazy, like, oh, trust me, I, you should see my timeline, you know, uh, <laughs> Nietzschean bodybuilders and right wing, right, uh, white nationalists and wonder, you know, wonderful, wonderful, nice people, but you know, who have like, who espouse what you might consider what many people would the majority would consider extreme right wing views, right, who call themselves Nazis and, and uh, white nationalists, et cetera, et cetera, Christian nationalists. The thing, the difference is their quote unquote crazy is nowhere connected to the powers of, levers of power is nowhere Agreed. connected is not reflected in the official narrative in any way it's actually completely diametrically opposed so I will never pearl clutch and be hysterical about people on my right who say like oh yeah you know we should repeal uh, Lawrence v Texas and put the sodomites back in the closet because that's not actually at political contention so for me when I say oh my goodness I disavow this right person to my right I disavow I disavow all you're doing is helping every went to your left yeah because you're Absolutely. legitimating their view their boogeyman they make those people into boogeyman with which to whip votes against well so, like, and, I, no enemies to my right well and and, and about and to bounce off of your point that kind of goes to like a side subject where i think people are now realizing a mistake that we made maybe for the last 10 or 15 years when somebody on the right would be canceled simply for saying something in their right of free speech Conservatives never came along and defended them at all. Right. I mean, they always example, throw them under the bus. Best example, Alex Jones. Mm -hmm. Okay. Alex Jones gives a take on something. Doesn't matter what it is. It could be Sandy Hook. It could be whatever. Speak all right. He gets canceled by YouTube, by Rumble, by Twitter, by whatever. And not a soul said a word. And he's vindicated and vindicated and vindicated. Well, but forget, but, even if it's not the Sandy Hook thing, put the Sandy Hook aside. Say he took a major L on that. He, it's his right to be wrong about something. But 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 lay but lay oh, aside whether he, I mean, you're gonna put feds on the screen to discredit. <laughs> <Hey, laughs> but but lay aside the, the question of vindication. It's the fact that no one came to his defense as a matter of principle. Yeah, and they forgot the old hey. rule that said. Um, so that you know, I, I disagree with you, you know, profoundly, but I will fight to the death for your right to say it. And it's like you said, I, I mean, it's to the point now, I may not agree with some people that right now that I am allied with, depending on what the issue is. But you know, we've got to come together as a society, if for no other reason, peace. And realize we can, I mean, I agree with you, the overall majority of Americans do not want this they simply want to live their lives they simply want to raise their children in the manner which they think is appropriate oh shit go to go to work etc are you really and, move on. and it's minute 69 and these figgots are throwing off shirts it's hot in here it is it is honestly the fact of the matter is there is almost no limit to what people will put up with if you just allow them to like live their lives and raise their children but the left will not allow it and i am going to keep shut off matt <laughs> well, but but I, 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 I'll take that one step further. I also think that that limit has been tested because it's kind of like boiling a frog in a pot. Get it? Yeah, exactly. And and it's it's reached the point where 
you know, the heat's been turned up so much, then they turned it up so fast that the frog is like, oh, crap, I'm being burned alive here. And now everyone's waking up and realizing, what the hell happened to my country? The Afghans are going to screenshot this, and they're going to. This will be on my wanted poster in Afghanistan. Uh, this will be on. This will be on the um. The on Sabina. that. On that note, though, <laughs> you cannot go back to Afghanistan. On now. that note, Basil, I heard you like pronouns. Let me she them titties, please. Take that fucking shirt off. <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> me, me and Matt. Me and Matt are good girls. <laughs> I, I am a lady, and that, that, that is only for privileged people. Thank you so much. And, and I've said before, and I'll say it again, let, I'm not going to scare the children or break anyone's camera, okay? It's like, you know, just not going to do it. But, Dan, I, I will let you know, I was at the gym this morning. I was working legs. Yes. Proud of you. Proud of you. Soon you will let me she them titties. Very good, very good. <laughs> Yeah, Daniel, I've been working out on my own too, so be proud. Yes, yeah. you're supposed to do, man. You gotta get it, get it, get it. Three days. Yeah, no, I I disavowed I, the uh, I, I whatever it was that hot, hot, team. hot video that you showed. I disavowed that or the Patriot Front because obviously feds. But no, I'm talking about like <laughs> right wing. I have something to say about that actually. That you don't think they're feds? So I was in a live stream. They're like mostly feds. All right, well let me tell yeah. my story. I was in a live stream earlier this month with Kyle Serafin, who we've had on the show before, and he is an FBI whistleblower. He went to Project Veritas. He thinks the whole bureau should be dissolved, et cetera, et cetera. And he kind of yeah. he weighed in on that. Um, and someone appeared in our stream. Sorry, I said stream spaces. It was a Twitter spaces. Someone appeared in that Twitter spaces, this woman, and she was uh, invited up to speak. She requested to speak. And she personally knew a few of these Patriot people. Um, she didn't agree with their views, but she's, she, she knows a couple of them. And she said they are legit. Like, they believe the shit that they're saying. Like, they are serious about it. They definitely do those. There's always some. They do those yeah, no drills. Fed, no enough. Fed organization um, is 90% Fed. It's like well, 10% Fed. Well, I was, sure, I was going to finish commenting on that. Oh, sorry, and, you sorry. Know, Kyle, Kyle did say that it, it's highly likely that someone has probably infiltrated yeah. the group. He doesn't doubt that, you know, that there's a bunch of them or most 100%. of them perhaps who are probably legit and they do believe the things that they're espousing and they are organizing of their own will. But that doesn't mean that a Fed isn't going to come in there and try to subvert or to, uh, you know, direct these groups into a particular direction. Look what happened with the Proud Boys and Jan 6 and all that stuff. It's so there's plenty of evidence for that. And he also we he brought up what was happening during the war on terror, you know, where we were having informants go out there, find, you know, infiltrating mosques, radicalizing, you know, whoever we can find there who's maybe leaning a little more extreme and then creating these plots, these terror plots, so the FBI could then foil the terror plot so they can get their quotas up and be like, hey, look, we're stopping the war on terror. We're stopping terrorism. They did do this shit. I mean, if you're doing this time, now, one of them... but with, with the right-wing mm -hmm. patriot-type people, Islamophobia is... is not cool anymore right now the cool thing is is you you hate patriot people and until they find out about the based muslims once the they find muslims. out a base then it's gonna be like islamophobia is back baby <laughs> baby <laughs> oh, well i'm just wondering about like the right wingers that have already found about the base muslims 
they're out there. I wrote for one of their publications about my trip to Afghanistan, will be which will be out soon. I'll plug it when it comes out. Please Ooh. do. Yeah. I, I felt I felt so bad. I like dicked them around for like two months, like not giving. Like I'd be like, oh, it's it's almost it's almost done. It's almost done. It's almost done. I submit it. I'm like, so when's that coming out? <laughs> Matt, you were gonna say something. I was just gonna say, I think like probably like I don't have any stats for this, but probably I would say Islam is the religion with the least amount of liberals worldwide. Probably. Um, and uh, like of the three major religions um and and it's just so funny to me how like woke has taken like islamophobia as a cause because like they found like the you know the seven liberal muslims that like can wear a hijab and be like trans lives well, whatever there's, there's, um there's well, go ahead. Much to it that. And part of it is because, look, you have to remember, at the left at one time, we were against the war on terror. We were against uh, just carpet bombing Muslim citizens and civilians. And that, that whole mindset of, like, the humanitarian approach to stopping war was then integrated into the whole woke identity politics sphere. At least that's what I observed because I'm someone who did come from that side. I was not for George Bush. I was not for the war on terror. I was not for those things. I was very early calling those things out, and I was a little more liberal when I was younger. Um, and I still, also, I still hope those Muslim, views, you know? Muslims in America assimilate way better than they do like in Europe or anywhere else. So it's like, it's That's not a surprising, like yeah. it's, I mean, it's very common with like the first generation born in America to be like, yeah, we're progressive because we went to college yes. or blah, 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 you know? That's a good point. Yeah. No, no, I agree with that. I, agree. I always, I yeah. said it recently. We need a full and complete ban on Muslims sending their daughters to college in America until we can figure out what the hell is going on. Like, why are they all coming out as Pami hijabis? Well, we need to implicate that with Christian with Christian women too. Like, uh, well, the, let's just repeal the nineteenth. Let's just yep, repeal the nineteenth. Let's just get let's just get to the heart of the issue. The heart of the issue. Hi, buddy. I always say the best part about being a sodomite is not caring about the opinions of women. Yeah. So True. just take the, extend that to the constitution. Because like, don't they need us like more than we need them? Well, our historical role has always been to keep them like mesmerized with like glamour and fashion and art and all these things. So that way that they, they kind of just like con consume themselves with that while we had access to the men who actually ran society, which I think was a much better arrangement. But people always tell me I'm like a fascist. For <laughs> Now, here's a new conspiracy theory I've never quite come across before. Oh, that's, oh uh, I feel like that's not even a conspiracy. That's no. what we've always done. We, like, serve and, like, advise and uh, counsel the men who run society. The real men, obviously, the men who, like, you know, who, who run society. And we create art because, obviously, we don't have the other things to eat up our time. Dan will, like, love this one. And then it's like, we create that stuff, art, beauty, fashion, glamour in order to mesmerize women for them, you know, we do the salons with the, who who ran all the salons in, in uh, enlightenment France, it was women, women and faggots. They, you know, they do all that stuff. And, you know, they're occupied with that while we're advising and counseling their men, because we are men of letters and we know so much and we're so worldly and we've studied art and history. And we get to, you know, it's, it's like, and it worked out for everyone. It worked out for everyone, but you know who fucked it up? You know who fucked it up? 
the French, the Libertines, you know, Voltaire and the, the Libertines and Marquis de Sade and all of them, they ruined it because they yeah. let the cat out of the bag. And then once they let the cat out of the bag in the 18th century and the 19th century. They popularized it. Exactly. So that was the 18th century. The 19th century, then they create the homosexual as a category of human being, you know. Mm-hmm. And then in the 20th century, they're like full hog and they go stonewall and gay rights and whatever. And they we've been lost ever since. Yeah. I always say to people like that I would have done really, really well in the 1950s. And then people always like retort to me. They're like, well, no, but you're gay. Like that wouldn't have worked out. I'm like, are you kidding? I would have had my wife, my family and the men that I fucked on the side, just like everybody and else. Martini. Like, and a martini in your hand. Yeah. No, I'm like, no, absolutely. I'm like, would I have had some like, would I have had some like, you know, internal like issues that I was working out? Yeah, but guess what? I'm a gay guy in 2023, and I still have internal issues that I need to work out. Like, it hasn't that hasn't alleviated anxiety and and shit and and all of that. So I quote tweeted Ted Cruz say about this exact topic because Ted Cruz, I'm sure you guys know, has been going on this crusade against Uganda for their for their (laughs) sodomy laws. Because, like, obviously, because he's a leftist, he's a rear guard of the left. You know, he's here sweeping up the the left's progress from the last 20 years. And I'm like, Ted Cruz, you are old enough and smart enough to know that before Lawrence v. Texas in 2001, 2001, 2003, I forget what it was, Lawrence v. Texas, gays were not getting fucking thrown off a roof or fucking executed in America. They were living and thriving. Everyone knew faggots. Tennessee Williams was a faggot and Gore Vidal was a faggot. And they were doing their thing. And, and And Ted Cruz is here today against Uganda in service of the Anglo-American financial empire for which he is a stooge is going to use gay rights and the specter of the boogeyman of like, Oh, if we got rid of gay rights, we'd be killing gays in America. It's like, Shut no, the fuck up. Shut the no. fuck up. I hate no, it. It's wouldn't. so gross. No, absolutely not. It's ridiculous. And I think you're spot on about Mr. Ted Cruz. He's definitely one of those, like, like uh, corporate, you know, conservatives. Like, he's very on, you know, Crenshaw, on brand. Cheney, Romney, yes. Lindsey yes. Graham, Caitlyn Jenner. McCarthy. You know, yeah. Mitch McConnell, all those GOP leftists, that's what I call them. They're on the same, they're in the same political coalition as the entirety of the Democratic Party, but just from the other bourgeois party. Mm -hmm. They're two wings of the same uniparty. There are some anti leftists in the GOP, like, you know, like, you know, some of them, many of them who don't even have a fucking office. Thomas but, Massey, exactly. uh, Marjorie Taylor Green. Yes, of course, exactly. Uh, J.D. Vance, Josh Hawley. Exactly. J.D. Vance. Exactly. Uh, there's, there's, there's a handful of, like, really based Congress. Matt Gaetz. Matt Gaetz. I don't, if they're, no, I don't, they're anti-leftists, whereas as opposed to these people who I call G- GOP leftists. See, I, I, would, I would just love it as opposed to, um, sorry, we're, since we're off on a political tangent here, I would just love it if we actually had a a right of center party or people that would actually propose, you know, conservative policy. Well, no, I'm going to use a word in reverse. I would actually be happy if they actually pr- proposed progressive ideas to solve societal problems from a conservative bent. That'd be nice. That, that'd be that'd be actually fascinating to watch. You know, it'd be it'd be it'd be, it'd be different. 
be different. Yeah. Be, right now we have the caricature of a leftist party, which really are just like crypto communists. And then we have a caricature of the right party, which has been fractured actually since Trump between, you know, the actual conservatives who tend to be Trump supporters. Um, and these these rhinos, these fake conservatives, these corporate neocons who are just in it for the money and have been, you know, since like the George W. Bush days. George W. Bush really came in after 9-11 and the whole the whole conservative party was gone and they became this like profiteering warmongering national security state like it's anything but conservatism for a lot of these you know republicans well but that was that war that warmongering interfering with everybody around the globe nonsense has been there since the late late 80s to early 1990s they're trotskyites well i well trotskyites i can remember a lecture that Vladimir Posner gave up at Yale back in 2017. I got the chance to watch it on YouTube. If you want an explanation of why, what the hell is going on in Ukraine is going on in Ukraine, that man did more in 15 minutes to educate me than the press did in three weeks in 2021 when the Ukraine conflict started. And God, what it gets that long? Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. What it gets down to is. And I don't, and some people here might remember this. I don't know. Paul Wolfowitz, who was Rumsfeld's deputy at uh, Department of Defense, years ago was at state under Poppy Bush. He wrote a memorandum which basically laid out the concept of American superiority around the globe and that we needed to use our might in the defeat of the Soviet Union since we were the only legitimate superpower left to make the world a better place. And that memo more or less became the doctrine of the neocons going forward. And that's what we've been doing for the past 30 years. Being we've been doing it for longer since Korea. Well, yeah, you, yeah, you can make that argument too. Um, I forget what his name is, but do you guys know who Mika Brzezinski is? Yeah, her From dad. Joe? Her dad, her yeah. dad. Uh, Zabrig, Zabrignu? Zabrignu, Zabrignu, yeah. Zabrignu, yeah. Zabrignu, yeah. He Carter's was a big proponent. Yeah. Advisor, yeah. He was a big proponent of uh, breadbasket theory, I think it was called. Yeah. Or or uh, global chessboard theory, um, mm -hmm. where it was like they viewed Eurasia as like a, a breadbasket for the world, and it was about contain. It was like it's this whole shift to the West of world history, the zeitgeist, you know, to use a to use a firm term, is like um. Is actually a historical aberration for the past like three, four, three, four hundred years. This shift from away from the mid, the Near East, the Middle East, India, that whole area to the West is actually a, a historical aberration, just based on like the climate and geography, because of how much growing potential exists in like the Eurasian steppe and like that Fertile Crescent area. That whole like area of the world is able to produce so much food. Like that is like actually the proper historical center for the world. And that we are, we have for the past century been shifting back eastward. And like Zbigniew Brzezinski and all of them were very huge proponents of this. And that's why it played right into containment theory, because it's like our Anglo American financial empire with its capitals in, you know, New York and the city of London want to have that whole area of Russia surrounded. Alex Jones always says, like, the only reason we're not in thermonuclear winter is because the Anglo American financial empire doesn't have control over Russia, which has so many nukes. And it's like, once that is placated, once that threat is neutralized, they'll release the bioweapons or whatever, or whatever, or whatever he says. 
<laughs> yeah, no, Brzezinski, had, his book is called that, The Global Chessboard, I believe. Right, and that's where he talks about breadbasket theory. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of, uh, you know, this international sort of communism that James Lindsay warns about. about. Oh, then... my God, with the pink shorts for a second, I had a jump scare. I had a jump yeah. Oh, it's one of those live streams. I didn't know Rumble got down like that. Okay. Oh my. We're not behind a paywall, Basil. Calm down. It's not it's not gonna get that racy. You know. Uh, well, that, just are we streaming OnlyFans or that's not that kind of stream, girl. That's not what this is about. That's this the is after hours stream. Little titillation. There's not there's not there's not there's no dick out here. This is, this is family friendly. Oh my god, it's loud. Well, didn't like the GOP like uh, candidates actually recently run in? I think, uh, uh, shoot, Oklahoma. I think it was. It was Nikki Haley, uh, like Mike Pence. Who else was running? Um, I'm not sure about that. No, Nikki Haley is running. She's on the GOP ticket for president for 2024. No yeah, one watched the town hall. Right? The fucking no joke. No one. You watched it. No, no, I'm good, saying good, it's good. a fucking like, joke. If you watch it, ironically, it's like you fell for it. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make Wait, it. No, no, no. When did she have What's a town hall? Nikki Haley had a town hall. On fucking CNN. Oh. We have to bomb the world for our strongest and greatest partner, Israel. And I don't see color because I'm some sort of Indian. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, who, who even interviewed her? Who was it from CNN? I think it was the same one who did Trump, no? Oh, the, yeah. I don't know, whatever. The, CNN was probably salivating because they love people like Nikki Haley. Well, yeah. of course, because she's like another, she's another like fake, she's a fake, she's not conservative, like, hello. Yeah. Like, no, she's a GOP leftist. Right. Right. The thing is, you are in the interest, if you're in the, the left, the left are, is the interest of defense, pharma, tech, and finance. Yeah, absolutely. And the, what we were talking about this past five minutes about it's because the GOP leftists, their attachment to the left is mostly the defense industry, also the right. finance industry, also the pharma industry, also not really the tech industry. They're not really they're kind of there. That's the distance. The Democratic Party is fully in with the tech industry, but the Republican Party, the GOP leftists are fully in with the defense industry. They love it because that's where their contracts are. That's where all the bases are in their in their states and they get all the employment. Da, 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 da. It's like. We got that's why I'm like we got to do a I'm I know you hate the commies but we got to do a marxist analysis. We got to look at where the money is. Look at the structure. Look at the, you know. Yeah, most of the people on the ground are just grunts doing, exactly. you know, running programs, not thinking basically automatons. There are the, the the puppet masters behind the scenes pulling strings. Um and that's, you know, that's kind of where the the, the money is. It's where the big money is. And that's why they don't, you know, they have to have very tight control. They're actually afraid of like little old like conversations like this one because it's like an unaccounted for variable in their mm -hmm. little like predictive pattern of behavior. They're like, shit, if other people hear them exposing us like that, no, we're going to be in trouble. And they get, you know, 
kind of crazy. That's and why I like why to... they always these things are only able to happen on the internet because it's mediated through their platforms. Yes, it's That's like true. we're lucky that we have some little pockets that we're able to even get through. But otherwise, it's like it's the same reason why they locked us all in our houses is because right. you could, if like they're like if we people were allowed to get together and be like, hey, nobody is dying. Can you name ten people that died of COVID that you know personally? Um, then it kind of starts to fall apart. Or, yeah. or or even just asking, forget getting together, just like getting together, like you said, getting together online, just asking basic questions like, how many people do you know died from COVID or died with COVID? Right. You know, how many yeah. people do you know died of COVID? Can you name 10 people who died of COVID who were not in the first six months who got their lungs blown up by a ventilator? Because some people can name one or two or three, but if you ask them, it's like, oh, they're because they were early on, they got their lungs blown out by a ventilator or they were super duper old and they just got the flu and just died. So Brent it's like, I, okay, you had three, but actually you have zero. Brett and I know one person who almost died and they did put him on a ventilator. And was it the guy, was it the Asian guy from Above the Law? No. no, no, no. This is uh, Brent's sister's uh, boyfriend. Uh, yeah, so he came very close. He got very sick. And he's well, he, even he's after saying, I, know, I know two people that got oh, very sick. Also, he was super, he was, he was super run down, super very, stressed yeah, out, so, like not like, sleeping. Yes. Low vitamin D levels. And he's in his 50s, right? Exactly. I know people who got very sick, like almost like pneumonia, basically like walking pneumonia. But it's like, okay. Um, we didn't need to shut down the global economy for that. We yeah. didn't need to usher in this new, disgusting, like a new wave of censorship, a new wave of oppression, a new wave of, you know. No, they did all that all because of Trump. Yeah, they they exactly. they needed to the reason, they needed yeah. to rig the election. Exactly, they needed to get uh, ballot harvesting. They ballot harvest, not just ballot need... harvesting, but mail in ballots. Mail in ballots, like, exactly. Mail in ballots. That was yeah. the entry they, point. They used, if you were still a leftist in twenty nineteen, you, you and you, the, what really woke it up for me, like not woke it up for me, but really uh, was like the last straw for me, was the twenty twenty primary, Biden and Bernie. And the Florida Illinois primary because it was right around the COVID stuff, and it was like, and the Biden team was like, no, no, we need fully like, no voting, no voting. You got to do the mail, and you got to. I was like, oh, this is literally because so all this whole thing is just so that they can rig elections. Yes, and it was it was well, also. I mean, they needed Trump out of the way. Exactly. Well, that's whole, well, that's whole, DeSantis's whole thing. He's still wishing and praying and hoping for that. I'll take it even further. I don't think it was just to rig the election or just to tank the economy like you said you were saying. I really do truly think that at the top of this pyramid, you know, we don't we don't have to call them the Illuminati or whatever, but the people in power, a lot of them really are eugenicists. And yeah. I do they, they wanted Absolutely. to get rid of undesirables and every step of the way, that's what we saw. So it's they concocted they concocted a virus right, right. in order to do that. In order to do that, they needed Trump out of the way because Trump was doing things like pulling us out of the World Health Organization. Sure. Can't have that. Sure, but <laughs> and it's so funny because it was that meme. It's like they don't want; they're not coming for me. They're coming for you, and I'm just standing in their way. And it's just a meme, a picture of Trump, and it's like, but it's it's like a very like cute boomer meme, but it's like very true. It's very true. Yeah, yeah he cogs up no, there. Like, I, yeah. Things that that's one of the sorry, sorry. I was just gonna say that's one of the things people forget about Trump, and people have people have. Uh, rightful criticisms of, of how Trump handled COVID. I, I have the I have oh, sure. some of the same criticism, but 
people forget that he literally pulled the United States out of the World Health Organization. Like that's yeah. like, if you think about it from that, from a 2023 perspective, how huge that is, because Biden just put us back in like the first day he was president. But oh, yeah. but like pulling us out of WHO, which we all know is like a globalist, like, you know, Evil. they want they want to exercise, they want to exercise global authority during the next pandemic. Right. You know, so so having having pulled us out anyway, that that was just like that's something I've been like thinking about no, lately. Like it is a, it is a good point, and like I said, I do think they're eugenicists. It feels like every step of the way, the point was to either get rid of undesirables or to increase infertility. I think that was a, that's a huge, and it's and it ties all of this together. The trans shit as well. You know, you want to decrease the population, convince a whole generation or as much of that generation as you can that men and women aren't different, and that you can sterilize yourself, and that that's fine. Go ahead and do that. But and, like and tell the, the women to get on hormonal and tell the women to get on hormonal yeah. birth sure. control until they're yes. 35 and delay yeah. <laughs> marriage and delay pregnancy. And no, it, it really is. It's all the same yeah. thing. But back to the you know how it all starts. It's like like the virus killed people. We know it did kill people. That was probably the point. They made that shit in the lab. Some people think it got out by accident. I lean toward the other position that it was probably let out. Who knows? Doesn't really matter anymore. But and then then the lockdowns themselves also killed people, right? All the undiagnosed sicknesses, those sorts of things. People who died of overdoses, they'd love to see those people go. The and then everybody that yeah. was mentally ill or prone to mental illness yes. was like basically just like, Yep, suicide. Lots and of also, suicide. and, and then, and then, well, just to finish my point, and then they roll the shots out, and now look at all the stuff we're seeing from the shots—not just people dying, but all the increase in infertility. And I imagine that we're going to see down the line. That's my theory, at least. That give it a few years, you're going to have a lot of these young folks who took that shot, and they're going to try to have kids, and you're going to oh, you can't have kids. You know, oh, we have no idea what we have done to our nation for maybe at least two generations physically emotionally we're we're never going to feel we're never going to know the full ramification of all this and just in time for this conversation is mr theo jordan oh, shit. Who's based threads oh, on twitter what's up, hey. what's up gentlemen what's up buddy welcome to the party theo evening huh? thanks for having me i appreciated the invite no this is great we are on the subject that you i have pushed the hardest on Twitter. I mean, it's how we even know. We got to talking about COVID yeah, rigged elections. About, yes, talking about the election, COVID, all that stuff. Awesome. And Sounds right up my alley. I'm gonna we're gonna throw the ball to you, man. Well, he's he doesn't really know where he's Yeah, going. give me give me the vibe. Give, give him a minute. By the way, nice to meet you, front porch conservatives. I've seen you many times, but our paths have never crossed. So I just want to throw that out there. You should go talk to him. He's interesting. Go on his show. Well, thank you. I love you. Brian, all these guests now. I'm just like going to show. Hey, I've got, I've got, I've got a list going right now. People I want to invite on. So yeah, Theo, we'll have a conversation. Theo, come on. For I sure. would love to, good sir. I've seen some fantastic clips from uh, your show. Oh well, thank you. I just and, wanted to. Oh, sorry. Well, I was going to say what we were talking about was basically how the people on, you know, the top, the quote unquote elite, the ones who pushed the mandates and the lockdowns and shots and all this shit, are basically eugenicists. And that a lot of what seems to have been the point of all of this wasn't just to like change the election rules or to alter society, but was actually like to eliminate people and, and also to uh, slow down the population growth. And just to make one point before I throw it to you, but like think about it this way, like if you wanted to commit a genocide in today's day and age, 
where we are now educated about the Holocaust. We know those sorts you of things. You can't round people up in the camps and throw them into ovens. You can't just people up and do it outright no, 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 no. in that obvious way. You would have to do it in this really subversive way with the virus, with shutting things down because it's necessary and all that stuff. And, you know, the purpose would still be from these people, you know, to kill people. It just doesn't seem as obvious because they're not rounding you up and putting you on a train. Right, not, not throwing you in cattle cars. <clears throat> you know, it's funny you guys would be on that topic today because did you see who uh benjamin boyce had on his show today uh-uh. no jason stanley everybody shook you guys know his work i'm not familiar with him really interesting so jason stanley uh i got introduced to um i don't know a couple years ago through some people who run in our circle that's why i was surprised you guys don't know him Maybe but he, he is like laser focus obsessed on one topic and it is the history of the population control movement Mm-hmm. And uh, furrowed brow, Jeffrey Kibler, I heard him describe Jason Stanley as maybe the top expert in the country on that. And I kind of chuckled at first because he's just some dude from Twitter. But, dude, the more I thought about it, he's produced like four or five videos on YouTube that are honestly some of the best shit I've ever seen some just rando do. You know, it's not professionally produced, but it's so well done, his videos. And the more I thought about it, the amount he's researched those subjects Honestly, I, I, I don't think that's a hyperbolic way to describe him, but he was on uh, conversations with Boyce today, which I was stoked uh-huh. to hear because it means his work is going to get some boost. But back to your topic, I didn't mean to jump all over you there. It's interesting you guys are talking about that because, sure, if you believe in population control, and if you watch Jason's work, I don't understand how you could come away not at least believing this movement existed. Maybe you think miraculously it has ceased. Because it's like receipts, not theories, you know? And if you believe that movement's been happening, then sure, like COVID seems to be a natural evolution of that. And the way all these wackos like Bill Gates and Yuri and all them, um, uh, the shit they talk about, I mean, they almost speak about it to some extent. So, yeah, I don't think it's a far-fetched theory at all, man. Yeah, it seems to be, well, and and what kind of concerns me is that we haven't really... Like, this is just an alt-right crazy conspiracy theory, according to the mainstream or the uh, the corporate stream. It's, you know, this this idea really hasn't hit uh, mass consciousness yet. And it's one that they're, they really are afraid of getting out there because that's why YouTube, you know, keeps that part of the conversation forbidden. Like, you can't mention, you know, COVID scams and, you know, the toxic killer vaccines or, you know, the fact that the, the whole thing was sort of blown out of proportion um, on, on YouTube, and you can't mention that the election was rigged. And when I say rigged, I mean, like, you know, uh, slanted in one direction. Like, if you look up the definition of the word rigged and when you rig a contest, like, it doesn't necessarily mean, like, outright thought, although that did occur. There were many whistleblowers who alleged and brought forward evidence of outright fraud that occurred in numerous states across the fucking country yeah, in the elections. They would argue and say, oh, well, the courts, you know, they threw all those cases out. Did they even look at them? That's the A lot question. of them were not thrown, or a lot of them were thrown out without the evidence even being considered. Um, on technicalities because there was no standing because the election hadn't been like uh, won or lost yet. So a lot of it was very shady. And, um, you know, the Democrats, they're very well coordinated. And there's a lot of judges that are easily swayed by, well, let's just say, you know, being motivated one way or the other uh, by the hook or by the crook. Um, so we weren't going to get I, I didn't think, you know, they were I didn't think they were ever going to overturn that election. No. 
but it no, was i think trump knew as well he it, knew and he, even like you know there was a time magazine article like called like i can't remember what the title was how we secured or how we uh secured no what was it um yeah, how a secret cabal we like saved the election or yeah. something? Fortified, yeah. how we fortified, fortified. fortified. That was the word that they fortified the election. Yeah, that that piece belongs in a museum. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. it does belong in a museum. Time magazine, secret cabal yeah. saved election. But you know, I, I think Trump knew that the election was going to be overturned and everything with Jan 6th. And you know, as someone who was who was there, the general vibe that I got. Um, was almost kind of sad. Like, I remember when he finished his speech and people started marching to the Capitol. Um, he was playing his Frank Sinatra song. The secret history of the uh, shadow campaign that saved the 2020 but, election. Well, I was going to just finish this point. Like, there was this kind of sad vibe in the air. And to me, it felt like Trump just wanted to give his base, his people, a last hurrah to make it seem like, well, I, I tried. You know, I, I tried my best. I don't think he knew that it was going to escalate to the point that it escalated, especially, you know, when we're talking the feds getting involved and all and all of that. But I had this general kind of like sad feeling. January 6th was an inside job. I felt bad for the people there, actually. I felt bad for them because they put so much hope into this one man, so much hope into him. And there was just this, it was sad to me. I don't know why that that was the kind of impression that I walked away from from that day. Well, it was basically like the, the JFK assassination, except they didn't assassinate him literally. They assassinated his character by associating him yeah. with this sort of terrorist revolution mm-hmm. that was a violent criminal event which they totally engineered 100 percent and used their their puppets and sorry, 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 and used their puppets to like keep the things uh going like they we saw people going through the crowd like asking you know gathering people up to being like we're gonna storm the cow come with us i'm like no bad idea don't do that oh my god why um alex jones literally on a uh on, on a megaphone telling people like don't do that don't go in there they're going to use yeah. this against us like we didn't see Alex, unfortunately no we didn't we were on the other side we yeah. were we were no he was at like noon and we were at like nine o'clock and then we wandered to like six o'clock and then by the time we like wandered back to like where he was they'd already like gone yeah i knew how fucked we were when i saw that imagery i remember that day very clearly i remember yep. thinking damn it yeah, we so we watched Trump speak, and then we watched over the Capitol. And by the time we got there, there was already like smoke bombs oh, going yeah. well, off, all of that, people hanging off the rafters, the, and the the push and 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 the clashing with police, and that, that happened while Trump was talking. That started when Trump wasn't even finished yeah. speaking yet. And so that's really how you know the people that yeah. started it were actual Trump fans because yeah. they would have been listening to the guy talking, as opposed to being over there starting shit with the cops. Like that's a good point. Who's going to start shit with yeah. And then also the way they, they did try to paint it as if he egged it on. And it's like, look, I'm going to believe my ears as someone who was there listening to the president speak. And I heard with my own ears, we are going to march over there. We're going to make our voices heard peacefully. That was the word he used. He didn't say bust in there and overthrow the election. That's not what he said. He said, we're going to make our voices heard peacefully. That was what he said to his people there. That was what he said. So, Well, there is, there is one thing that I think is going to be fascinating to see how it shakes out is regardless of what happens in the 2024 election, there is a major political fight coming. Mm-hmm. It's already started, mm-hmm. but it's not as wide open yet as everybody realizes. And that's this. Let's be honest. If Donald Trump's not on the ballot, 
the Republicans cannot get people out to vote for them. Mm-hmm. Now, and, the, and part of the secret of Trump's success is that he managed to do something that the Republicans haven't been able to do for 30 years, and that is get the Perot voter or the disaffected voter to actually come back and vote. And they're not voting because Trump's a Republican. They're voting because Trump is Trump. And when he's not there, what are you going to do? Yeah. And and now, now that's the prelude to the fight, and the fight's going to be this. Whether you agree with everything about Trump or not, he's brought a populist conservatism, injected it into the basically dead corpse of the Republican Party. The corpse has been trying to get it out of the body as much as it can, as fast as it can. So here's where the fight's going to start. When Trump's not there, you're going to have old establishment neocon wing of the Republican Party versus young, populist, ethnically diverse conservatives coming up behind, and that's going to be a clash because the Republican Party's got to decide what the hell it is because it can no longer be politically schizophrenic. It just it can't well, and, and survive as a national institution. I love the way you described the uh, able to capture the pro voter. I thought that was very well said. Well, I mean, but that's what they are. There's 10, there's 10 to 20 percent of Trump's vote. If you get right down to it, you take their issues, secure border, bring back jobs from overseas, you know, protect workers, make sure wages actually grow. That's the Perot voter. That's what Perot was talking about in the 90s. Yeah. When, when NAFTA was about ready to go into full swing. And he's like, look, guys, that sucking sound you hear going out of Mexico are all of our jobs. And be damned if he wasn't right. Yeah. My father loves to uh, describe how he sees the America first agenda as something that stands separate from the man Donald Trump. Now, let me add to that. He I'll loves Trump. He was a, a MAGA hat wearing dude. He still loves Trump. But my point is he's able to see it that way. Yeah. Um, and his point is, and I agree with him, uh, that he thinks a majority of America agree in the America First platform. And I agree with him. So there, therein lies the challenge of for the Republican Party is how do you how do you take those those structures? How do you build this populist energy underneath it and kind of click it all together? You know, I'm in Florida, man, and I've lived under DeSantis, so I happen to be a big DeSantis homer on the call. Having said that, whoever ends up on the ticket I will have my full support. But I'm terrified of the war you just described, man, because the forces you just described and how their their waves that are going to clash together are honestly well summarized by DeSantis and Trump. And the yeah. fire that they're shooting at each other is very unnerving because on the left, we have the entirety of the establishment, the far left, everybody, the media with their wagons circled around fucking weekend at Bernie's. And here we are on the right and we're chopped in half. Right. It's a very disturbing trajectory we're on. If the election were tomorrow, they'd mop the floor with us, even though I think the Democratic Party's lost 80 percent of America. How can those two statements be true? But they are. I'll disagree with you just slightly. And here's here's the caveat to the Democratic Party right now. And it's from the last place you'd ever expect. Robert Kennedy Jr. (laughs) Yeah, big day for him. Well, but here's what I'm getting at. If you look at any poll right now, there's anywhere from 30 to 60 percent of Democrats that do not want Biden to run and or they want somebody else. Yeah, Gavin Newsom. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> it's not going to be RFK. RFK is a pipe dream. It serves but, the, the same purpose that Bernie served in 2016 and 2017 is to keep like the but, radicals in the loop. But my point is this. 
Good point. You're you're you've got at least I'm going to argue 15, maybe 30 percent of Democrats that when the Democratic Party screws over Robert Kennedy Jr. and they're going to, you're right. The the wagons are circled around Weekend at Biden. Okay, I agree with you. Weekend at Biden. (laughs) That's a good. That's a good phrase. But what's going to happen is there's a populist left wing out there that when they screw over Kennedy and they're going to do it. They're going to come to Trump now, or whoever the Republican nominee is. Now, how much of that RFK is going to come over as a whole? I feel like it's even less than it was for Bernie. I feel because I was a Bernie Trump person, but -hmm. I feel like it's even less for RFK that turnover to Trump because Bernie, my personal opinion. But to go back to what Theo was saying is that the the fact of the matter is that the mass of anti-left working people are squarely with Trump. Whether I like it, you like it, however anyone feels about it, right? I like DeSantis too. I like DeSantis as much as the next guy. But the fact of the matter that I just stated is still the fact. So if anyone other than Trump is at the top of the ticket at the end of the primary, that means that there was such a vitriolic, messy, the Fed stepped in at some point, whatever, something catastrophic had happened to the point that Trump is not the nominee, that you might as well just write off the next election anyway, because it's not going to be whoever is the nominee if it is DeSantis. It's it's just, he doesn't have it. Uh, 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 it the it, he does the not have. Quoi. The je ne sais quoi, he just does not have it. If it was 2028, 20, 2032, maybe. But the fa- it is not his moment because the fact remains the, the America First agenda is personified in Trump for the majority of anti-left working people. And that is just how it is. Oh, and um, it, there's, no way, there's no way around it. Anything that tries to argue is like to make DeSantis an actual viable option or whatever is just wish casting. I mean, looking at the polls as they stand, the only viable option is that what they're hoping for is that the Fed step in an even more unprecedented way to try, like the, the, whatever's happening in New York. The next court date, I think, is in December or something. It's like, mm-hmm. it's very much like they're banking on that. It's other than that, it's might as well give it to the Democrats right away. Let, as let, me, Gavin Newsom. Let, let me throw one thing back at you. And, and well said, by the way. Nice to meet you guys, too, by the way. Uh, I feel like, Matt, you and I have chatted one time, but Basil, Nick, nice to meet you guys, too. Um, I agree with many things you said. Uh, you made some great points, so I'm not throwing a counter back at any of those points. But let me put this other thought on the table just to kind of challenge the, the sort of absolute nature you presented that in. And I'm not necessarily saying this is fact, but I'm going to present it like it's fact. I believe... In a 2024, let me back up. I believe the most important demographic, voting demographic in America right now are mostly center left, some all the way left, lifelong DNC voters who are staggering away from the party like plane crash survivors. And if they all go to the right, it'll be an absolute landslide. But you've got to give them somewhere to go. And I chat with a lot of these people, uh, this, this demographic a lot. In fact, I'm in this chat channel on Twitter with people who are really plugged in politically who are on the center left. It's kind of a refreshing insight for me to get. So that's why I fuck with that channel a lot. They are radioactive to Donald Trump. They've been brainwashed by the January 6th propaganda, the fall of democracy, the fascism, all that shit. And they just, whether it's fair or not, that's not my point. I'm not here to litigate whether it's fair or not. Trump is utterly radioactive to them. So if Trump is on the ticket, they will walk away. Now, they don't like DeSantis either. They've been able to use the same propaganda to kind of MAGA him and make him the far-right threat too, right? So they bash him all the time in that channel. They're no DeSantis guys. But 
Several of them, particularly some of the ladies, interestingly, I can tell have sympathy for DeSantis. I have several followers, people who live in California and shit, who tell me their wives and stuff, like secretly in the closet, absolutely love Santa's, like big, big support. The reason for that is because during COVID, and this is how one of my followers described it the other day, and I retweeted it because I thought it was brilliant. He said that during COVID, DeSantis represented the other to her, like an option. There was an option out there. If shit got really bad, they could flee to Florida. And he's like, dude, my wife can't shake that. Like she has like a hidden love for DeSantis. She's out in California where there's no love. So my last point, and I'll shut up with this long ramble and get your thoughts on what I think. I'm simply presenting out there that in my opinion, in a 2024 election, if Donald Trump is on the ticket, enough of those plane crash survivors are turning back around to go in the cornfield that I'm not sure he'll win the election. I think he would. I would sure hope so, or America's lost his fucking mind, but I'm not convinced they will. If Ron DeSantis is on the ticket against Joe Biden, I don't even think it's a contest. He absolutely mops the floor at them because all those people who don't want to vote for Biden come to the right, whereas you put the polarizing Trump on top, they don't. So I think that holds water. I'm not by any means saying I'm correct there. What if DeSantis were the Veep? Oh, I'd love that. Don't get me wrong. My dream would be them to stop fighting and get on the same ticket and we steamroll the country. But sadly, that's not happening because Trump beat the shit out of DeSantis and DeSantis is throwing his dick around and they look like they're going to destroy each other, man. I don't think that even if Trump is at the top of the ticket that he would. Honestly, at this point, I think any every day that passes that the right is not publicly speaking about how they're going to ballot harvest and rig the election in the opposite direction is a day that they're deciding to lose. Yeah, Um, I agree. Because I I think at this point, it's like the best option is Trump. If if it's not even then, it's not a guarantee that he's going to win, in my opinion. And I agree. um, I also like every, I agree with everything you said, and I think the more most important part of what you said was that it's suburban women. It's always suburban. Go back. Let's D-plus go back to before. Man. Right. Let's go back to before Theo even jumped in. Repeal the nineteenth. But now that we have to deal, we have it, and we have to deal with it. It's going to be. They are going to be the deciding factor, and it will be very much. That's why I I think the the tranny question is the winning thing because it's very much like in addition to COVID and you know how hysterical the COVID uh, angle for that that demographic is children's schools. The angle for the TQ is they're coming for your children. And that's very much, I think, where you get that suburban woman vote. So it's like that's – all that being said, I also would have loved – I don't think it's – I don't think it's past the point where they – the two could kiss and make up. I really don't think so. I don't think it's been that bad. Um, But if that is the case, my my particular form of – pure utopian idealistic wish casting would actually be the opposite direction where it's DeSantis at the top of the ticket and Trump as a kingmaker being the vice president because then you have Trump being the the tie-breaking vote in the Senate and then you also have the thing where the Democrats will never impeach DeSantis because you have the literal fascist as the VP. You know, that's why I was like, if I was Bannon and like really like pulling the strings, you know, that's, that's, a, that's good. I like that. Well, to, to go back to something both of you said, there, uh, and I mentioned this on one of the live streams previously, there's a pollster that I follow that, you know, does a lot of polling in the field right now, uh, Rich Barris. And interestingly, in his polling, the one group that is fueling Trump's rise are suburban women. And I went, when Rich dropped that, I was like, what the hell? But he's like, look, it's like you guys have said, 
they're going after kids. That's mom territory. Okay. You're screwing around with their ability to go to the grocery store. That's mom territory. And they're remembering what they had before versus what they've got now. And they're like, yep, I can go back to Trump. The Mean biggest poison no, pill. Pill. The biggest poison pill is always rhetorically abortion. That's that was the biggest mm-hmm. thing, and it's like I understand the necessity to, because um, the thing is, um, I I deal with a lot of people who came from like you know like that sure. post left era who like like oh I wish you would stop focusing on such cultural issues. Like sorry, you kind of if you're coming new to this, the same thing that theater you're talking about like these people like the plane crash survivors. The way I view it is myself kind of being one of those plane crash survivors for maybe like you know, the Malaysia flight a couple of years ago is that, <laughs> is that like, I shut my fucking mouth and sit my ass down and listen. So when they, when we were talking about abortion, I don't really care. Cause I understand that the coalition that props up the anti-left in this country is uh, overrepresented is, well, actually I don't think overrepresented based on the demographics is people who believe that abortion is murdered, obviously, cause it is. Um, but I think there needs to be some sort of mass, like, um, rhetorical workshopping of how to get those suburban women to understand like you live in new york you live in california you live in Minnesota. you no one is going to come for your right to murder your baby in utero you need to calm the fuck down if people in mississippi want to live a different way that's their right because this is a democracy like i've had that conversation very recently and it was like very much like she loves trump loves all that stuff i was like she's like you know the abortion thing and i'm like uh, sweetie, you're now 30 years old. Are you going to have an abortion anytime soon? I was like, absolutely not, because the second you get pregnant, we're all going to have a fucking in- a reveal party. I'm like, <laughs> you need to realize, you need to stop. It's, and it's something that's very much in the liberal mind, whether it's uh, you're a left liberal oh, or a yeah. right liberal. It's like you're always arguing for the abstraction in your head of women, an abstraction of women. It's like, you are a woman. Are you going to have an abortion? How do you feel about abortion? And it's like, then you can kind of like break down people one by one. That's obviously not like a national-wide strategy, but... I think that's the biggest hurdle is like you, they got to come up with something to like get people to realize, like get over the abortion hump. Yeah, the, the abortion's clearly the albatross, man. And that's yeah. <clears throat> that is largely what swung the red wave from only happening here in the Sunshine State is, you know, Roe hung heavy. The, the end of democracy hysteria somehow worked because we're living through the twilight zone. But abortion, Roe v. Wade had just been overturned. It was very unsettled there in that chat channel I was referring to. Man, that issue is heavier than anything else by a long mile. Now, those are intelligent people who are plugged in, and I respect. So those are kind of well-formed opinions. But unquestionably, this propaganda apparatus, this Truman Show that we're constantly blasted by, they have used that. They're going to use that. And boy, before 2024, they're going to rev that up massive. We're going to have a summer of abortion in 2024. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Moloch memes, they will be posted. We will Moloch. be posting. We will be like, look, this is you if you keep voting for Joe Biden for abortion. Like, stop killing your babies. Like, Hey, let me jump backwards, if you don't mind, for one second. I thought you said a really interesting thing, uh, Front Porch Conservative. You were talking about the the polling well with the suburb women um, with Donald Trump, and that is surprising to hear. But, of course, we all know that the midterm swung because of D37. It's unbelievable that even married women went Republican in that election, but D37 swung it the other way. So that's totally that matriarchal energy that's driving all of this, and that is the, the, is the suburban women. It's largely single women, but not just that. Those are the Chardonnay, you know, the, the mm. suburb moms with Chardonnay cups with Black Lives the Matter stickers house. on them and shit. The longhouse. Well, yeah, and the, and the, absolutely. But my point, I was, what I was going to comment on is, in some ways, if you think about it, it's a bit logical that the polls would be turning there because D37 is an unsustainable number. 
I mean, that is a historic yeah. number. So if you like the pendulum was pushed out so far that it's starting to come in. So that's good news for anyone we have. We should recapture some of that. It can't stay that far out unless you drive them insane with abortion. Well, and, and the thing that frustrates me about the whole abortion argument now post Roe is you know, I mean, I've heard it called, you know, political malpractice. I don't disagree with that assessment. All the Republicans had to do is make a very simple argument, at least to me anyway, or, or what I would perceive to be a simple argument, and it's this. Okay, Roe does not end abortion in America. All it does, it just hands it back over to the state legislatures to do what they were doing prior to 1973. If in New York state, if the New York legislature wants to pass a law that says you can have abortion under these circumstances and the governor signs off on it, fine. If in West Virginia, where I live, if my state legislature says, we don't think you should have abortion except under these circumstances, and it should be very limited and very rare, and here's our law, and our governor signs it, fine. It's law in West Virginia. That's it. That's the end of it. I would love to ask some of these Democrats to just go hyperbolic, almost religiously over this question. Tell me, does your state still have abortion? Well, yes, yeah. we do, but we have, oh, guess what? You've won. You'll find most are in like California. That's the irony. Right. And that's the thing is it's like, it's not like religion. It is religion. Oh, I agree with you. I agree with it's you. Totally. Completely yeah. dogmatic. It's the next activism it's, du jour. It's literally child sacrifice. Like I hate to jump out right now it's a child sacrifice, but I think I do have to, um, I think that I have to call it. It was so nice talking to you. Yeah, we nice to meet you. Nice to so, meet you, sir. Yeah, we should be wrapping up soon anyway. It is getting kind of late. It's a good, it's yeah. a good, it's a good point to wrap it up. Anyway, yeah. we we had a wonderful time. Sounds good. We'll do it again we'll in the future. Yeah. Thanks to everyone for coming, we'll and I will it. put everyone's links. Dan, I'll see you at the gym. Yes, Sunday. We're gonna mm -hmm. do it. <laughs> You're not canceling on me this time. <laughs> All right, Dan, and be good. I followed everybody in here, so we'll chat again. Thanks for having me. Take care, everyone. Have a good night. Thanks for hanging out. Be back again soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.